And now, introducing a man who is still most likely drunk from last night's Ravens win over the Chiefs. A man that had so much beer he briefly blacked out during Lamar Jackson's fourth and one conversion to seal the game. And a man who last night asked his server at Buffalo Wild Wings if he could finance his dinner over the next six months because of his $500 tab. He is Glenn Clark. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Hi. What's up? Everybody having a decent day? I think we're all having a pretty good day, Glenn, actually. I, I think we're having a pretty good day. I need to turn yeah, you up a little bit. You're a little low. Yeah, give, me, give me a turn me up my headphones. You're, you're a little turn low. You're a little low. Headphones. Good morning. It is a Monday edition of uh, Glenn Clark Radio. That must mean that I'm Glenn Clark, and well, then he's probably not Kyle Not Definitely not Kyle Ottenheimer. He's Zach Goodman, and he's in for Kyle Ottenheimer today, and picked a heck of a day to be in for Kyle, as what a pleasant experience that was last night. We will talk about it throughout the course of the morning. Um, yeah, obviously only one thing there is to talk about today. Max Homa won the golf tournament. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. Hey, look, man. Um, look, I'm as surprised as everybody else was. Thanks to everybody who checked in during the Project Game Day postgame show last night. We I heard a, it was wild. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We always do, no matter what happens, but it's particularly fun when you get a result like that. No um, doubt. I'd still find things to yell about. Uh, we had a good time, KZ and I did. Project Game Day postgame show is available if you missed it in the archives. Uh, I'd wait until after this show was over in order to go listen to it. It would just be my suggestion for you. Um, but also, we do it every postgame, every halftime throughout the course of the season. Um, uh, it'll be me and Rita. Rita makes her first appearance of the season next nice, Sunday nice. Uh, for uh, Ravens Detroit. But uh, we are... We had a lot of fun last night. Project Game Day brought to you by our friends at Window Nation as well as UnderdogFantasy.com and Glory Days Grill. Coming up on the program today, uh, we are going to check in with Jeremy Kahn, as we do every Monday. Lionel Dalton's going to join us. He was at the game last night and, of course, uh, had his life saved by a kidney transplant. We'll talk about that as well with Jelly Roll, Ravens Super Bowl champion, a little bit later on in the program. But mostly... We're just going to talk about and bask in the glory of a phenomenal <laughs> victory. And and Zach, you were there. You went last. I night. was. I was there. You I was were there. raving about how wonderful it was. It was honestly the, the greatest game I've ever seen in person in any Very sport. Cool. Very in cool. any sport. Um, it was this thing that none of us expected, which obviously adds so much to it. The fact that it was so wildly unexpected. That you know, a year ago, if the Ravens beat the Chiefs, I get it, it would have been different because nobody was there. But if the Ravens beat yeah. the Chiefs in that last year, there would have been an amount of that's what was supposed to happen. Right, right. right. This year was not the year the Ravens were supposed to finally get this monkey off their back. This year, it was supposed to be impossible, giving every given everything the Ravens were going through, and considering how the game started, and considering they found themselves down by two scores in the second half against Pat Mahomes. Yeah, there was no world in which you could have conceived that the Ravens were going to end up winning that football game, which is what makes it so incredibly special. Yeah. That's what you're feeling today is truly one of the more special victories in Ravens history. Now, how does it compare? I'm not – I've had I, – I just did this with plays. I don't think I'm going to bother to go through and do that this week. We'll see. It, it's certainly, to this point, the two greatest regular season wins in Ravens history have always been that win against Jacksonville to start the season in 2000. Um, when the Ravens hadn't beaten the Jaguars and needed to prove that they were capable of doing that. When that was still a rivalry. That was a thing. <laughs> that was a massive rivalry. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the win against Dallas to close out the Cowboy Stadium or Texas Stadium back in the day 
um, that was just one of those magical, impossible things that you never thought a team was going to be able to do, particularly right off the heels of a heartbreaking loss to the Steelers. Those, to me, will always kind of eternally be another level of special but this is up there it's up there with the great wins because you had to do you at some point had to beat the kansas city chiefs and prove that you could do it which doesn't mean that you're suddenly the favorite to win the super bowl in the afc i don't even know if you're in the top three but that doesn't Mm, matter right now they don't they don't play the super bowl next week they don't play the super bowl for a long time you got a long time in order to fix that narrative. It's just that after everything that this franchise had been through, with the Chiefs being the line of demarcation in the AFC, they needed to prove that they could do this. They needed to be able to take that narrative away from those that weaponized it. They needed to be able to say, no, we can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And most importantly, we can do it playing the style of football that we play. Right, from, from behind. They did it from behind. And that's they been, did that. That's been they the thing that, that yes. you know, Lamar critics, and not only Lamar critics, but Raven critics in, in general, have gone on about for three years now, is that the Ravens can't play from behind because they run the football, and they don't do things the conventional way. And the Ravens did things pretty, I would say, conventionally for what the Ravens usually do last night. They did everything they usually do. They ran the ball. They threw some pretty easy passes. They didn't take too many shots, and then the ones they took were pretty calculated. It made sense in the way that they played football. They, they played the way the the thi- oh, this is what I started screaming about last night. They played the, Raven football. I mean, they the they, they did what they do well. There has been this insane thought process, and it's not just I, as as you all know. I don't care what the bloviators say. I don't care what the people who get um, get paid to just say anything for the sake of saying anything and getting attention and getting clicks. Ignore those people. Mm-hmm. Just ignore them mm-hmm. eternally. Do everything in your power. All of those shows that are on, ignore all of them. But even the people who aren't them, the people that are paid as analysts that are supposed to just know football, even they have gone down this road of this isn't the way that you need to develop a quarterback, and this isn't what the Ravens should do, and this is not how you beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have to prove that you can throw the ball 50 times, and you have to prove that you can um, – uh, go ahead, just give them a call. You have to prove that you can do whatever. You have to prove that you can run more pro-passing concepts. You have to on Any of those things, this is the middle finger from the Baltimore Ravens to all of them. It was always insane to suggest that what the Ravens should do is have Lamar Jackson run less. It was always insane to suggest that the Ravens needed to figure out how to be a team that could throw the ball 50 times. There's nothing good that comes with throwing the ball 50 times. Nothing. That's not how you win. You win doing that. And God, it was awesome to see. And here's an awesome surprise to start the show. This man got to play his first game in Baltimore last night. Decent start to his career in Baltimore. He's Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler, and he's back with us here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn and Zach. Man, what a way to wake up this morning. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. No problem. Dude, can you put into words, you've been through a lot, and you've done a lot of things in your career. You've seen a lot of things. How does what happened last night compare to all of the things that you have seen in your career? I mean... That was wild. There's no way to put into words what happened last night. I'm just ecstatic. 
that, you know, we got the W. I'm so happy for my teammates, you know, people stepping up and making plays. It was just an incredible experience. Can you put, you know, everything that you guys went through a week ago, is there is there a dumb guy way of explaining, like, how things can go from from what happened on Monday night to what happened against the Kansas City Chiefs in the span of six days? Is there a dumb guy way of explaining it, or is it just that, that's football? These things occur. I mean, it's really just football. You know, you watch the NFL now, this stuff's been happening more and more, crazy comebacks, unbelievable things happening. I mean, that just put everything, like, you know, to the antithesis right there yesterday. It was unbelievable. Were, were there guys that were challenged? You know, were there guys this week that after the, the struggles in protection, were there guys, and maybe you'd say, hey, I might be one of them, right? Was there, was there a challenge that came out throughout the building? Because you guys were unbelievably dominant up front last night. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I mean, I think everyone took it upon themselves, you know, O-line, any position, running back, you know, doesn't matter. Everyone was like, realized, you know, we did so many good things last week, but, you know, it wasn't enough. What did we need to do to take the next step? And I think everyone really worked hard this week, you know, to do whatever we could, to, you know, put us in the best position. How did you go about preparing for a team like the Kansas City Chiefs with pass rushers like Chris Jones and some of the incredible guys they have up there? Because basically everyone on that Chiefs defense is a very good player. The Chiefs are stacked in almost every position. How do you go about preparing as an offensive line for something like that? I mean, we knew going up front was going to be a great challenge. And, you know, you just put in the work every single day. And you don't make it bigger than it is. But, you know, we knew it was going to be a fight all night. And it truly was, you know, all 60 minutes. You you haven't Kevin Zeitler is with us here on GCR. Kevin, you haven't been around for the last three Ravens losses to the Chiefs. You don't know anything about that, but I'm sure. Was there was there something personal about this this week? Could you feel from some of the guys from Lamar that that have been through that how much this meant beyond just winning a football game after a tough loss? I mean, I think everyone knows right now the Ravens. You know are top of the league. I mean, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, you yeah. know, they're the, I mean, I don't know, you guys just beat the Chiefs, so maybe we say yeah. the Ravens are on top yeah, of the league. Yeah, but I meant, you know, everyone, you know, yeah. you, know, everyone, you know, the Chiefs are the top. And, you know, being able to get in there and finally, you know, get the win, you know, the guys were, you know, very happy. And, you know, it's a good stepping stone. But we have a long, long way to go. We have to keep getting better every day, every week, every game. And, you know, we just got to keep going and we'll see where we end up at. Uh, Kevin, the decision to go for it on fourth down, was there any like moment of second-guessing in your mind? As soon as you guys got within a couple yards, were you on the board with, we have to go for this and end the game? I mean, I had uh, no doubt we were going for it. I mean, these type of games, those type of opponents, you mean you have to put it on the line, you know, out on the line, and, you know, we did it, and it is what it is, and... uh we had to go for it. Is is there like I I know you're not typically like the biggest trash talker, but like is there is there anything that comes out of you when you convert in a situation like that and you win the game? Like, do you allow yourself a moment to let out like a primal scream or anything along those lines, or are you too much of a like act like you've been here before, Ty? Huh. I mean, you know, when that's the game ceiling play, you know, you get a little excited. <laughs> Can you? Would you be willing to at least maybe try to replicate the noise, or is it impossible to do that? Uh, no. My lungs <laughs> I appreciate that, and I fully understand it. Kevin Zeitler, after a huge win for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Kevin, the way that you guys, you know, fell behind in the second half, can you take me through what the conversation was like and and how do you withstand, as you referenced, this is the Kansas City Chiefs we're talking about. This is the team that's been the standard in the NFL. What are the conversations like when you're down by two scores in the second half against a team like that? 
I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, we just have to focus on what, you know, we had to do. You know, we had to keep worrying about, like, what we had, our plays. We had to keep going, play after play. We had to keep, you know, doing whatever we could to get some sort of points on the board. You know, we just had faith, you know, that our defense would uh, make the stops when they needed to. You got to see the Superman experience with Lamar Jackson. I know you've been very aware of it from uh, from the other side of things, but getting to be a part of a Superman experience from Lamar Jackson, what exactly is that like? Um, it's pretty cool. I uh, <laughs> definitely like being on his side. Right. Like, do you ever have a moment where you don't know what had happened because you're just so you know keyed in on what it is that you're doing? Is there ever a moment where you're not aware and like you you miss getting the opportunity to see something? You have to go back and see it later. Uh, one hundred percent. That's happened multiple times in these first two games. <laughs> what? Okay. Was there one? Did you, like did you get to see the flip last night? Um, I did not see the flip at all. <laughs> okay. So you, but again, by the way, another, another bold call, another opportunity to go out and do something and you guys get the job done. Um, did, did, have you been able to see it since it occurred? Have you been able to go back and watch the flip? Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw the main highlights, you know, through various sources. Okay. Can you, can you grade, like, have you seen a better touchdown celebration in your life than a man flipping into the end zone like that? Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. I wish you could have stuck the landing, but. <laughs> uh, if you attempted to do the same flip, what would it look like, Kevin Zeitler? Uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Kevin, I got I to gotta ask, because I was there last night in attendance watching the game, and they bring out Ray Lewis. Um, you know, he does his, his dance, his famous dance, and, and pumps up the entire crowd. I, there was even some video of, of Patrick Mahomes getting super pumped up about it. Did you guys know about this? Was this something they had planned to really kind of hype up the team? Uh, no, that was a big surprise, but it was pretty cool. I guess, is, was, yeah. is this the first time that you ever got to witness it? Uh, no, my uh, first game ever in the NFL was against Ray Lewis at no, I guess that so math, yeah, that math it, works. You know, once again, from the other side. <laughs> right, right. Um, it, was it real? Like, what, does it do for you guys what it does for everybody in that stadium? I mean, it was pretty cool. I'll definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. I think you got everyone yeah. hyped. You, um, you, you now, like, I want to, I want to just two guys that were, you know, have been maligned for various reasons that had a chance last night. You heard all the talk about Alejandro over the course of the last week, I'm sure, and, and idiots, dopes like me that think that we know football. Um, how how good did you feel for him? And then Patrick McCary on the other side of you, a guy that's been through everything in his career, has been benched, has been a starter, gets that opportunity. How good did you feel for those two guys last night to come out and dominate the way that they did? feel great. Like, um, you know, Big L is a heck of a player, and everyone has those type of games in their career. I've had them before. It's a terrible feeling. But, you know, knowing, you know, what they're capable of and what they can do, you know, you knew it would be able to bounce back. And then Pat – just unbelievable player, just can do anything and do it well. And, you know, I was really excited to play next to him last yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, was he as good last night as we thought? I mean, I, I, it looked to me like he was dominant last night next to you. I mean, Pat's the man. Like, I mean, I think he's that good. I think he's that good at all five positions on the line. Like, I mean, he is a special talent. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. He's an unbelievable player. All right, he is, of course, Kevin Zeitler, Ravens offensive lineman. Uh, last time we talked, you were still trying to find your way around restaurants in town. Have you had the opportunity to do anything besides Jimmy's yet? Or, or is still? By the way, nothing wrong with just keeping going back to Jimmy's for what it's worth. I mean, I've uh, tried the prime rib, uh, the food market. Um, oh, goodness, what's the one called? The Monarch? Like, uh all been really, really good. Okay. Very impressed. When you went to the food market, is there any chance you got the buffalo pickles? Because if you haven't, didn't, I would encourage you to go back immediately. 
I did not get the Buffalo Pickles, but I, I will put that on the list. I cannot recommend anything more. Get get the Buffalo Pickles and then do the bit that I do every time where you, when they bring the first plate and you just say, go ahead and prepare the next plate right now because these are going to be gone in about 10 seconds. That would be nice. the play that it's going to be. All right, Kevin Zeitler, uh, getting up early after a late night, man. Congratulations on a massive victory. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Best of luck to you as the season moves forward against Detroit, all right? Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Kevin Zeitler, great dude. Uh, appreciate him hopping on with us after a, a remarkable win last night for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you you cannot help but uh, imagine, after after what went on on Monday night, you can only imagine what that felt like. It's uh, it's not. Don't worry. It's not going over the air. It's just our headphone sack. It's it's okay. We'll, no worries. We'll, no worries. We'll we'll. we'll, uh, we'll I'm just readjust, readjusting there's, sound. There's readjusting a, there's, sound. I, and I appreciate that. We gotta get. There's a j- We gotta jiggle the handle essentially. Ah, got it. Works, got it. And we'll get to that. In got a second. it. Um, it was Ravens football last night. It, it was, was Ravens football. It's it's anytime you hear anyone say, Lamar's got to throw more. He's got to prove he can be more. But stop it. Nonsense. Yeah. A pocket passer. And by the way, I had a couple people bring this up to me last night. I absolutely believe that Lamar is one of the people that thinks he should run less. And I think that's because, unfortunately, in a lot of circumstances, Lamar has the wrong voices in his ear. And I think if you look at it, in week one, throughout the last three seasons in the Dolphins uh, with the Browns, and then last week against the Raiders, Lamar Jackson has run for about as little as yards as possible and uh, you know, all three of those games. He c- tends to run more towards once they get into the thick of the actual season instead of those early weeks because I think he really wants to try to come out and, you know, establish the passing game right off the bat. And then when they realize, ah, this is not working quite as well as we expected it to, he goes back to the run and, you know, he does both things so incredibly well. And people, I, I-, I hate it, Glenn, because people who are so educated in football, you hear all the people who, you know, come on and talk about this on, you know, Good Morning Football, whatever it is. Right. And they say, oh, Lamar Jackson needs this game to prove he's an actual quarterback and an actual passer it's just nonsense and it, it, go, it will it will probably go on i'm sure the, the, there's the notion that the most the greatest trick the devil ever played is getting the people to believe that you can win a preseason football game but the second greatest trick that the devil ever played <laughs> was getting people to think that somehow this is less valuable than being able to throw the ball 50 times right This or having incredible arm strength. Where Lamar Jackson is one of one in terms of what he's capable of doing Mm -hmm. is the most valuable thing you could possibly imagine. I mean, like you want to compare it to Patrick Mahomes? Fine. I'm not really saying that he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but that's a different conversation. This no one else can do. There is no way to defend it. The only thing you can do is not do it. And it's not to say Lamar Jackson yeah. isn't a good. Pa- this is the pro- you can't have this conversation in an adult way because when you do, somebody gets. A- what are you saying, Lamar Jackson can't pass? No, I'm saying Lamar Jackson is the greatest player of all time in terms of being a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, he is one of one. No one has compared. Right, because what he brings to the table cannot be defended. No. He's not the greatest passer of all time. He's a good passer. I, I don't think anyone's trying to say he's the greatest passer. But that's passer. important. He, yeah. If he wasn't a good passer, it would be irrelevant. If, if he wasn't a good passer, then he simply wouldn't be playing quarterback for the Ravens. Almost certainly not. And he would not be about to be paid $200 million. Right. He's a good passer. He's the greatest dual threat quarterback yes. that's ever played. Yes. Why you would ever try to say, well, we should just have him work on being a good passer instead of taking the value of him being the greatest dual threat quarterback that's ever played right. is insanity. And it's based on 
either preconceived notions about what football is supposed to look like, this absurd, well, he's going to get himself hurt, that statistically has been proven is not the case, that you are not at greater risk of getting yourself hurt as a running quarterback than you are as a pocket passer. There are a a litany of statistics that exist. We have debunked that theory. It is not real, no matter how many times you want to throw it out. And trust me, I was a guy that, until I had to look at the statistics, believed that it was true. Because yeah. it had just been hammered into you over well, and over and over again. The more you run, the more risk you are of getting hurt. The statistics make it very clear that's not true. All quarterbacks right. are at risk of getting hurt because this is the NFL. And half of the con- you know the the worst injuries in the NFL are non-contact, where yeah, a guy yeah, that too, takes right? takes 100%. a wrong step, and right. I mean it could happen to the least yes, mobile quarterback in the world, yeah, which is which is Tom Brady. And it believe it, you know yep, it has. That's, that's, it has. Yep, that's a thing too. Um, but those big hits, in fact, <clears throat> you're probably more vulnerable when you're hanging back in the pocket yeah. and you don't see that the hit is coming and you don't have any way to protect yourself in those moments. And by the way, Lamar Jackson has maybe the best, if not, you know, some of the greatest all time I've ever seen pocket awareness. No, Lamar Jackson knows where he is in the pocket all of the time and he knows who's coming around him. And, and he's largely been good at avoiding hits downfield. Yes. Now, he's taken yes. a few more in the first two games this season. By the way, last night, one of them he initiated. Mm-hmm. He decided he was going to lower his shoulder uh, downfield. I enjoyed that stiff army through, too. Of course, I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, but he's taken a little bit more contact than he had in the last couple of years. And, and again, that's. A little bit of contact is okay. It's football. Quarterbacks get knocked down when they're in the pocket. Even if they deliver the pass, they get knocked down. They take on some contact. It happens. The notion that you're supposed to do something different is insane. Insane. Right. And it's why it's not just the Ravens won last night. It's that they won doing what they do. Right. And it's a reminder that if they're going to beat the Chiefs, if they're going to win games in the postseason, if they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl, it's not going to be because they change their offensive identity. Right. It's not going to be because they suddenly become the team that wants to throw the ball a billion times. That's crazy. It's crazy. There and, is no – this is the Jeremy Fowler thing that we are all worked up about. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is no figuring out Lamar no, Jackson. No, there's not. He has a skill set that is different. He is right. a different athlete. It's like saying you can figure out LeBron James. You can't. Right. They are blessed with abilities that other human beings aren't blessed with. You can't figure them out, which right. doesn't mean you can't win football games. The Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, figured out a way to win a football game against Lamar Jackson. You can win football games – Basketball teams can defeat the L.A. Lakers when they play against LeBron James, but there's no figuring him out Mm -hmm. because he has a skill set at a size that is different than anyone we've ever seen. You can't figure out LeBron James. You can't figure out Lamar Jackson. You might be able to win the game, but you cannot figure him out because he's one of one when he does that. The biggest issue with that saying, and it's funny that an NFL executive actually said that. If you're actually NFL players were saying NFL players too. I mean, if you've played against Lamar Jackson, if you've just watched a single game of Lamar Jackson playing football, you know that's not true. You know that's not true. And I think a lot of the things that people say about Lamar Jackson, especially analysts, um, the biggest ones out there, like Stephen A. Smith, when he says, "Oh, Lamar Jackson is not an elite quarterback because he's not a good passer," I'm going. 
do you, do you watch the games? Yeah, I mean, if that, you if you simply watch the games, you would know all oh, this is not true. And I I think it's because when Lamar Jackson came into the league, no one thought he was a quarterback. Well, no a, one thought no, he was a quarterback. That's a different whether they thought he was a quarterback or not. So they, they, they don't want they, they don't want to be wrong. There are pre that's it's definitely part of it. The yeah. precons it's your own inherent biases. Right. There's no doubt that's part of the problem. But again, I don't Stephen A. Smith goes into the first category. I don't care what Stephen A. Smith said. <laughs> he is paid to say things. Yes, yes. It's it fact is irrelevant. Yes, it, it does not matter. He gets lumped into that group. But people that aren't that mm-hmm. still think the Ravens need to throw the ball more. That's the only right. way that you can win. You have to, you know, what do you do when you're behind by a couple of touchdowns? They were behind by 11 points last night yeah. in the second half. And they did what they do. And they do it better than anyone ever has. That's the formula. Yeah. That. Would they have been able to do it if they were down by three scores? I don't know. But that's irrelevant. If you find yourself behind by three scores, you're in a world of trouble no matter what. Right. That's right. not a good way to go about trying exactly. to win football games is falling behind by three scores. And maybe the only guy who can come back and, and win a game from you know down yeah. three scores is, is, is maybe like a Patrick Mahomes right. or an Aaron Rodgers because they throw the ball 50 times a Correct. game. Correct. And they throw the, a, a deep ball very well. And you have a guy like Tyreek Hill who can run you know 70-yard deep routes and burn pretty much every corner in this league and get ahead. I mean, that's the way that the Chiefs do things, but the Ravens don't do that. And, and nobody should think the Ravens should. It, it's just a, it's a completely different ball game. And the Ravens the Ravens run the ball very well, and they know what they do well, and they they do it, and that's what they should do. There's no changing the identity. I want to say this too. I I, I saw this last night, and I, I kept thinking about it. You know, especially in these playoff games, especially against the Titans in 20, uh, 2019, where we expected so much. We expected the Ravens to come out and just yep. destroy the Titans. Um, they got down a few scores. And they panicked. They started throwing the ball. I think Lamar threw the ball like 45 times in that game. Um, Greg Roman didn't panic last night. Greg Roman, not Lamar Jackson, not John Harbaugh. Nobody panicked. They stayed cool. They stuck at the program. I think for maybe one of the first times I've seen. I had to think about that, but I mean, you know, for what it's worth, they did they they did rally from down multiple scores in the Tennessee playoff game. They a did, year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they, they did. They didn't get they away did. from who they were in doing that. Um, right. I get that narrative has existed, the amount of truth there is to it. Mm-hmm. They, they had struggled particularly, in the, in the, part of the problem is in the Kansas City games, they came out with the wrong game plan a couple of times. All right, uh, we got to get a break. We'll take it right now. When we come back in, Jelly Roll Dalton is going to join us. Uh, I need you to get me your uh, pats on the ass. Remember, we rank five Ravens, five to one. Who deserves the most praise? Got to be two offensive players. Got to be two defensive players in your list. Tweet me at Glenn Clark Radio. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Glenn Clark Radio. Everybody, this is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, September 21st at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. It's all brought to you by Pressbox Experience. Express Exterior Design, and Grade 8's memorabilia. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money 
money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 American Exteriors to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. It is so good to catch up with our next guest. Uh, life has uh, taken a uh, great turn for him here in the last couple of weeks, and he was back in town, back at the game last night. He's got a brand-new kidney. He is a Super Bowl champion. He's the great Jelly Roll, Lionel Dalton, and he's back with us here on GCR. Lionel, it's Glenn and Zach. It's so good to chat with you again, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Lionel, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. Awesome, man. Hey, it's great to chat with you, brother. Um, how 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 good? I, we got to get it out of the way quickly. How are you feeling physically right now? It looked like you were in pretty good spirits last night. Man, I felt great, man. I felt great. It was nice to get out the house and go to do a function. And what a great game, man. I definitely missed my spirits. That was probably one of the best games I've seen in a while. I mean, it was an incredible game. There's no question about it. There's no doubt it was unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, Lionel, before we get to that, your your journey, everything that you went through, needing a new kidney and not knowing where it was going to come from, to have it work out this way that you ended up back in Baltimore and with so many of your teammates there but beside you, uh, can you put into words what this experience has been like for you? Man, it seemed like it was all divine timing. Anything happens on reason, somehow on reason. It was great to uh, actually – Baltimore, actually. Traveling the list with three different places. And Baltimore was the place they called me. And I just so happened to be there and time to be, be both of my teams playing. And um, it was just amazing, man. Um, 
Okay, Lionel, we are struggling to hear you a little bit right now. Let's see if we can't, um, uh, Zach, if you can pick, if you can pick, oh, see if we can't uh, get that fixed. Can you oh, hear me now? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Thank you, Lionel. Really yeah, appreciate it. my earpiece, man. I, I appreciate you doing that, man. I don't want to, oh. Oh, I think we just lost him, of course, right as we got it working. I think we just lost him. All right, well, let's get it yeah, back we can we can try to get that fixed here in one second. Yeah, Lionel Dalton with us this morning here on Glenn Clark Radio. After he was there last night to see the Ravens beat the Chiefs, and, um, it, you know, just an unbelievable story, everything that he has been through, uh, getting the kidney transplant here in Baltimore and now uh, being back out with everybody. Let's bring him back in. Of course, uh, Jelly Roll, Lionel Dalton with us this morning on GCR. Um, Lionel, that, that moment, that picture at the hospital with the guys from the Super Bowl 35 team being there with you, can, can you tell me what that was like to have those guys there by your side, like rem- remembering it, it teammates isn't just a word? Yeah, it was a surprise, so they popped up on me. It actually lifted my spirits, man. I was like, um, man, it was amazing. I didn't, I didn't even know the guys knew. I guess they saw on Facebook, but um, for them to show up, man, it definitely lifted my spirit. It was definitely good for my soul. And I enjoy seeing them and talking about old times. We spoke, we talked about the Super Bowl and talked about everybody's going and how everybody kids are growing out. It was nice catching up with the guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Lionel, Baltimore was only a, a part of your life for like four years, right? Like, yeah. It, you, no, you, it was longer than four years, but uh, I always came back here and you know, right. That's what I wanted to talk about. Like how Baltimore became this sort of second home for you. And and you're you know, you're obviously well traveled and I read your book and everything that you've been through, the experiences that you have. But but why did Baltimore mean so much to you and and how fitting is it that like this this phase in your life walks so, you know, hand in hand with the city of Baltimore? Well, I've talked to my wife and like I was just thinking like most a lot of my uh, adult Favorite memories as an adult happened in Baltimore. I had my first house here. My first chance, my first kid was born here. Um, I won a Super Bowl here. You know, um, Baltimore, you know, made me financially secure here. So, man, a lot of great things for me happened in Baltimore. And then Baltimore just saved my life. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> what else? I mean, this is, this is home. Yeah, man. this is the real home, right? <laughs> this is the real home, man. People really, and then I got so much support online, man, when I started talking about my story. And then the first person who tried to donate to me was a Raven fan. So um, it was just amazing, man. And um, I believe I, I didn't think everybody remembered me like that. A lot of people still remember me. A lot of people show me a lot of love. And Man, I really appreciate it. It was, like, great, man, because they helped me lift my spirits when I was going through those times. Like, again, dialysis, man, just to see those texts and praying hands and people wishing me the best felt felt great. How worried were you, Lionel? Like, how, how genuine? You, you use the term save your life, right? Like, were mm-hmm. you always confident that you were going to find a donor? Or were there moments that you genuinely thought, like, that this this could be the end? Yeah, I thought about it. Like, I know, you know, some people die while waiting on dialysis. And, um... I didn't know, man, but, you know, my wife, you know, she's big on manifestation and, like, uh, thinking positive, so she told me just focus on what you want, and inevitable is going to happen. So if you're going to pass away, it's going to happen regardless. But just think about what you do want and focus on that, and it'll help lift your spirit. So all I would just think about is I would pray and talk about, you know, a kidney donor is coming, someone's coming. I would just say that every day and pray on it and, and it happened. They called me at 8.30 at night and told me they had a match. And uh, I got on the first plane out of 
Atlanta to Baltimore. So it happened, it manifested, and man, it was great, man. The way it happened, just that's what I'm saying. It seemed like divine timing because it happened when it happened, and the Ravens were playing cheap. Both my teams were playing. I got to launch my nonprofit and tell both organizations, thank you. So um, it didn't seem like it was, um, I don't know, heaven sent. What a night. What a night. Lionel Dalton is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, To feel that love last night, you know, we'll talk more about what it is you're doing moving forward. To feel that love, I know you were at the Jimmy's tailgate ahead of time, and, or was it, I don't remember which tailgate, I apologize. Was it the Yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's famous seafood tailgate, yep. And then to be at the game, and I, the way that people responded, and the joy that they had to see you, um, did you, uh, did you, did you shed any tears last night, Lionel? Did you have a moment where like it was almost overwhelming for you what it meant to to get that type of response from everybody? I did after the the surgery. After the surgery, I did shed a few tears, and then at the game, man, you know, so you know, my heart was racing because I was like, dang, I didn't like, you know, I just you don't know until you see. It. The love that people give you, you don't know how many people really care about you and want the best for you. And um, the way the fans showed up and the Ravens showed up and uh, Ravens, um, <clears throat> the Ravens legend showed up for me, man, it was like phenomenal, man. It's so great to be loved and uh, I really appreciated it. You mentioned the nonprofit. You guys made the announcement. Tell me about what it is that you're looking to do now moving forward. So when I was in dialysis for the last two and a half years, I met a lot of people uh, who became like family who was also going through dialysis. And I met a man that actually um, was doing dialysis for like 30 years now. And the reason he didn't get a transplant because he couldn't afford the medication. The medication can mean it went from two to $500 a month. So we decided to do, me and my wife, to create a nonprofit to help raise money to help people with those out-of-pocket expenses that they couldn't afford and hopefully get them a transplant and we can help pay for those medications for some um, help some other people that's awesome um, get life-saving kidney um, transplant that's awesome where, where can people find out more is there a website yet or somewhere yeah. they should go yeah jelly roll gift of gift of org. jelly roll gift of org is the website yeah. and yeah. if if you're looking yeah. to do something maybe you can make a donation right there yeah you can make a donation there or you can go to my um, social media platforms the link there to um, jelly roll gift of life on um Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. That's awesome, man. But yeah, but the website has a link there if you want to donate, yes. That's so cool. That is so cool. What a wonderful thing that is that you're doing, man, to uh, to pay it forward for people that are going through this. That's that's absolutely incredible. Again, jellyrollgiftoflife.org. Um, we're going to need you to come to every game now moving forward, obviously. Lionel. I know, <laughs> man. I know. That's what I, somebody told me last night. A couple guys from Raven Nation said you was on um, good luck time last night. Shoo! Shoo! Yeah, so, because uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I was nervous at first, man. He threw those interceptions. He spotted them four, seven points. <clears throat> yeah, I was nervous the way um, my man was, was playing at the beginning of the game, but they came through at the end. The defense stepped up. and Man, that fumble at the end of the game, man, I don't think I screamed that loud. Since the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, bro, I, I made a noise that I definitely haven't made in a very right. long time. Cause the the game was over. Like, they were in field goal range. They were right. going to run out the clock. The Ravens only had one timeout. The game was over. That was a historically great play. Can, can you describe, Lionel, like, to see a guy playing his first ever home game, a rookie in Adafi Owe, um, who who was maligned. He didn't have any sacks last year, and yet the Ravens wrapped him as an edge rusher. And all he did last night was make the two biggest plays of the game defensively. Yeah. The That's sack. number 92, right? 99. Nine, oh, 92. 99. Matt, we'll talk about him in a second, too. Okay, but he was balling. Right? Right? That's <laughs> Justin Matabuike, who 
man, there was some hype on him coming into the year, and he didn't have a great first game. He, you're absolutely right. He was dominant last night. I was actually like, who is that guy? I Real funny that you were watching a defensive lineman. Real weird. Real weird. That's all I watch. I love defense. I don't really. I mean, I, I mean, I like touchdowns, but I prefer it. I watch the D line. But ninety nine, Adafe Owe, who made the, who forced the fumble at the end of the game, and who had the, would have had Patrick Mahomes sacked, except he insanely decided to try to throw the ball that led to the interception in the second half. Um, like those two plays from a guy that had never played at at M&T Bank Stadium was starting his first home game. Uh, I don't know that you can ask for a much better debut from a player than what you saw from Oway last night. It's... Yeah, that was a great game. He stepped up, man. Uh, he's definitely, um, what do you call him? He makes those woo plays, those plays that make you go woo. <laughs> you know? You know what I love that, man. Yeah, so, I love you know, that. some people make woo plays, man, and he stepped up exactly when we needed it, man, and it was, man, it was amazing, man. How about that? How about seeing your guy uh, Ray Lewis before the game doing the doing the whole thing? How about what? I know I started laughing. I started laughing. Like, Ray's still coming out here doing his little dance. Huh? <laughs> he still got it at uh, forty six, huh? <laughs> Once upon, he looks like he can still play when you see him in, up close. I went to see him in uh, the Shotty's box. He's still he's still pretty in pretty great shape. You know he's been like he's you know he's a cyclist now is like what he does. Oh, he he's literally oh, he's a cyclist now and he's all he's way into it. It's insane like to hear him talk about it. Like he loves. Okay. Riding a bike is all what he's all about. Um, but it, it got me thinking about because I remember there being times and talking to players when, like, Ray would do that where guys would, like, okay, man, they would sort of roll their eyes at it. And then, I don't know, at some point over the years, it feels like people really started buying into it. What was your relationship with, like, Ray and some of his the- theatrics as a teammate? Like, were you always into it? Was there a point where it turned for you? Or like, oh, man, no, this works. I'm hyped. Like, did you go to Yeah. That? Ray was a good person if you weren't feeling like like you weren't up for the game. You watch him, and then you can feed off his energy. He always had a ton of energy, so he was good at getting guys going. So if I was tired or I like I was hurting or something, I didn't you know I wasn't feeling up to. I look at Ray, and he would come at you with them intense eyes and talk to you, and he just wake you right up. That's awesome. So Ray was a good guy to feed off the energy when we played the team. He he was a great energy guy, and so yeah, I enjoyed that. It definitely helped me as a player playing with somebody like him jelly roll gift of life dot org that is the website for you to go make donations and try to help folks out that are going through dialysis that are going through what uh, lionel's been through and who can't afford the treatment that they need again jelly roll gift of life dot org is the website at lionel underscore dalton on twitter is how you follow him uh, dude, I, I, it's so cool, man. Uh, we've been in tears a few times this year um, watching the story play out, and I'm so happy for you and for the gift of life that you have received, my friend. We can't wait to see you back in town Thank moving you, forward. Yeah, yeah my, my kids, this is their first game. They had a good time. My daughter's talking about, can we count? Can we get a box? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? You know, this is special, right? These are not cheap, honey. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. My kids had a great time last night, man. That was their first um, NFL game. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. That they that's picked, so, yeah. they picked a hell of a game, man. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, I'm saying, I, I spoiled them. Now I didn't want to go to all the games. Oh, it's so cool, <laughs> uh, uh, Jelly Roll, bro. We are so happy for you and so appreciative you taking the time for us this morning, man. Let's let's continue to talk moving forward so we can keep spreading the word about what it is that you're doing. All right. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Lionel Jelly Roll Dalton, Super Bowl champion, and uh, now again a man who uh, got new life and a new kidney. And, boy, it's just awesome to hear that. It's just awesome to hear that, and uh, you're so happy for him and for his family. And 
Um, great to have him there last night and for him to receive the love from Ravens fans that uh, he's deserved for, uh, for years upon years. Hey, Window Nation's got an amazing special for you all month long. They are offering you two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, and it goes on forever. It's not just two for two. If you buy four, you get four free. If you buy eight, you get eight free. If you buy 174, you get 174 free windows. That's a lot of windows. I don't know. I don't know. We did the math. We looked up to see like how many windows were in the biggest skyscraper in the world. It, it it's not a million. But if that's what you mm. want, if you just want to stockpile windows the rest of your life, you can do that with Window Nation. <laughs> they made it very clear. There's no fine print here. There's no catch. However many you buy, you'll get that many for free. So if you need a 1,000 windows or if you want a million windows, then tell them you want to buy a half a million windows, and you're going to get a half a million windows free. What you're going to do with all those windows? I don't know. Maybe that's... there's a window black market that I'm unaware of. I'm not. This is not an area that wow. I have spent a lot of time studying, but if there is... Good news for you. You're getting half of yours for free. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Um, we're going to get to Pats on the Ass here in a second. A couple of responses uh, in relation to the, the, the idea of this being uh, the greatest regular season win. Uh, a couple of people are bringing uh, – somebody brought up the Torrey Smith game last night. That was, of course, the Patriots win, the Justin Tucker uh. – did he actually make it? It was a really good one. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. Um, so I, we're talking about best regular season win ever for the Ravens? Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I think 2018 against the Browns to, to make the playoffs yeah, on the back I, of Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, all, no. To me, that's up there. To me, that's up no. there. No. It, it, was, it was cool, but, like, that Browns team wasn't particular. It doesn't no, compare. No, they weren't great, but the thing was, the Ravens, it was a new era for the Ravens, essentially. I understand ushering the in after what had happened the last two years. Yeah. And the way their seasons ended uh-huh. to get over the hump meant something. Yeah, but especially with your rookie quarterback that you just drafted com- in the first round. Comparing a win over that Cleveland Browns team to a win over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, I agree. There's no. Comparison. This game was definitely better. I'm there's just saying no that was another one of my favorites. Those two things, um, which doesn't mean it was a nothing. I'm not trying to say that was a sure, but it's there's there's just no com- like I I can't. They're not similar to me. Um, but it wasn't. Not, not to say it wasn't good to get over the hump after what this team had been through in the couple of years right. before that. Yeah. I would actually argue that in 18, the better win, the better regular season win, was the one over the Chargers. That was the one where, like... That was a really good game a, as well. A, everything they had done to that point, you could kind of dismiss like, yeah, but the teams they're playing against aren't that good. I think Chargers and, were, were 12 wins at that point. Well, I remember the Chargers were the team that ended up coming to Baltimore in the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, the, the return game did not yeah. go so well. Um, but that was a really good Chargers team. I get it. You were playing in this goofy soccer stadium, and it was before there were any Chargers fans in L.A., so it was like a bunch of Ravens fans that went made the trip out to the West Coast. Right. Um, like, I understand the circumstances were a bit strange, but the team was very good. Phillip Rivers was and, having an excellent and year. And you needed to prove that this wasn't a fluke, what you were doing with running the ball and the way Lamar Jackson was playing. You needed to prove that it could be done against a real quality opponent and that's what happened in the Chargers game. So, like, if you're looking for a game for that season, I would say that game to me more significant than the Browns game was. Okay. The Browns game, again, I get it. It was the one where you punched your ticket, but you better have beaten the Browns at home. Like, it would have been shameful yeah. to have lost yeah. the Browns at home to end that season. Um, a couple people have brought up the first win over the Titans. Yes, but it doesn't. I the playoff win over the Titans was far more significant in the Super Bowl than the, I agree. the regular season game was. Remember the regular season game. Um, 
it, it was still on the heels of the glory of that win over the Jaguars, which was the day the Ravens announced themselves as being real, as being legit as a franchise, was that victory over the Jaguars. So I just don't think that you can compare the first Titans win to that. Um, <clears throat> oh, sorry, I don't know what's going on with me today. I think it's because it was a late night because Ken Zalas got me yelling. It was a very late night. For a, for both of us, it was a glorious late night. It's it was. So, it sure it as hell was. beats the late nights where you're here till two a.m. You know, talking about a loss to the Raiders. Uh, sure as hell beats that. And from sorry, from Don. Don says, Glenn, I'm sure that a lot of this is recency bias. This is always the way that we feel in the aftermath of something that made us feel good. But to me, there was nothing like that last night because there was no way to expect it. Yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the show, Don. Um, it's definitely part of it, for sure. I mean, it, part of what we're feeling was how wildly unexpected it was. Yeah, they won the game by one point. They didn't, like, kick the Chiefs' ass last night. They they won the game by one point and needed near miracles for it to occur. Yeah. The game was yeah. over at the point where the Chiefs had the ball. Right. The Ravens had one timeout left. The only hope the Ravens had was causing a fumble. Mm-hmm. Or, or somehow yeah. a, a dude missing a... a, a a long but not very long kick. Right. Um, and that's Butker, who yeah, is generally a very good kicker. Once they got you know, closer to the 30-yard line, he was making that kick. Right. So they needed a miracle, plain and simple. They miraculously won the game. That doesn't take anything away from the things they did in order yeah. to take advantage of the miracle, but it still required a miracle in order for them to win that football game. But we didn't think that a miracle could come. We thought that last night was miracle-proof. Using the offensive line they had to use after how much they struggled on Monday and going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, we didn't think that a miracle Mm -hmm. would make the difference. And we're reminded, of course, this is the NFL and that goofy things happen in the NFL and that when you think you understand everything, you do not. That is the way that it goes. That's the reason why betting exists is because Vegas is very <laughs> capable. They are making their money, I assure you. You are not beating Vegas on the, on the whole. So we talked about the miracle. I, I want to jump on that for mm-hmm. a second because the guy who did it, Adafi Away, yep. looks to me like the pass rusher the Ravens have been looking for. We'll find out. I'm not ready to go there. I, he's definitely a playmaker. Yeah. That's what we've seen from him so far. Is he... Is he the, the, is he the guy that can consistently win one-on-one battles? No, not no, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, but could I, he become that? Maybe. We'll see. He's two games into his career. In the meantime, you know, I, I saw a lot of people making comparisons to Adelius Thomas last night. Like, if he can become that type of player, that is invaluable to any franchise. It might be disappointing in what you thought you were getting. It might be disappointing if you were counting on Adafi Owe being the guy that was going to get you 14 sacks every year for the rest of his career. But I'll take a playmaker for sure. I, right. I, I don't know is the simple answer to it. I don't know. But it's impossible to not be thrilled. It's impossible to not love what it is that you saw. And for the guy to make the biggest plays when the team needed it most, there are plenty of guys who are playmakers when you're up by a couple of scores and when you're playing a bit more freely and when you can be a bit more loose, there are plenty of guys that are playmakers in those capacities in the NFL. Right. Adafi Owe was making plays when the Ravens needed him to make the plays or they were going to lose the game. Right, yeah. And he did. That's a st- Look, we're two games in. We're two games in, mm-hmm. and in that way you I, can't I, get carried I, away in any capacity. I don't want to get ahead of myself, right. but I it looks to me like Adafi Owe is at least 
a good pick at this point. Well, at least a good pick at this it's, point. It's a hell of a start. There's no it question is, about it that. Is. It's, it's a, a very a good start. It's a hell of a start, and that's that's you can only judge it based on what he's done so far. You can't yeah. judge it on anything yeah. else. And so far, so good. I am enjoying it for Adafi <laughs> Owe. May that, I'm enjoying it. May that continue forever. May it be. Uh, maybe it be this forever. That would be pleasant. All right. Um, hour number one of today's show is also brought to you by the new print issue of Pressbox. Marlon Humphreys on the cover. We like him. Go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. When we come back in, we're going to dish out some pats on the ass. Get me yours. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Pats on the ass. Who is most deserving of praise? for the Ravens' performance in their win over the Chiefs. The Ravens beat the Chiefs last night, you guys. They did. That happened. They did. That's real. That wasn't a fever dream. They actually defeated the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the most inexplicable result that you could ever possibly imagine. We'll talk more about it next. Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 21st at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. It's all brought to you by Pressbox. Express Exterior Design and Great Eights Memorabilia. This is GlenParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Underdog Fantasy Football is offering you free money. Well, Underdog Fantasy Football and Pressbox are offering you free money. This is very simple. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com. Or you can download the Underdog app, and when you deposit 10 bucks, use the promo code PRESSBOX. PRESSBOX is the promo code. When you use it, you're going to get $10 free when you deposit 10 bucks. They're going to double your money. You deposit 10 bucks, now you got 10 more bucks to play with. And Underdog is so much fun. It's not just like daily fantasy football or weekly fantasy mm-hmm. football like you've seen from some other companies over the years. It's mu- it they do have that, by the way. That is an option for you with Underdog Fantasy Football. But they also fill the void that you're missing because a certain state that we know didn't get around to getting sports betting legalized in time for the start of football season. No, nobody that I'm thinking of in particular, just a certain state that didn't get it done. This helps you fill the void because they've got some. They've got player props. They've got these one-on-one battles that you can play. I mean, the, the games they offer you to win money are fun. They're, they're awesome. I, I love underdog fantasy football. I know I've talked to a lot of people that are playing – Various results. No, Andrew Stecka missed out on some money last night. Sorry, pal. It's mm. what it is. Kyle Ottenheimer struggled a little bit, but um, I won. I won a fantasy uh, a play in underdog fantasy football. I know KZ's been doing quite well, underdog fantasy. Again, underdogfantasy.com. Use the code PRESSBOX. Been, been a rough two weeks for uh, Andrew Stecka. I, I destroyed him in our league last week. Oh, way to go. I think, I, be, I, think I beat him by 80. Oh my word! So it was a pretty, uh, it was oh a beatdown. Underdogfantasy.com again. Use that code PRESSBOX. Ten dollars free when you deposit ten bucks. All right, let's dish out some pats on the ass. You know how this goes. It's very simple. When the Ravens win, and I don't know if you heard, but the Ravens won last night. They beat the Chiefs, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. You they did. That is the Ravens beat them last night in Baltimore, thirty-six to thirty-five. So who deserves the most praise? That's what I want to know. Pick five Ravens. Rank them five to one. Number one being your player of the game. They get a pat on both cheeks. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Uh, that's the way it works. Two players must be offensive players. Two players must be defensive players. But Zach Goodman, you knew that. You yeah, knew. I, Who am I, I, I didn't. I didn't that. follow you your rules that. originally, but we, we made some edits. You, it. We're pe- back. People We're that have struggled with that over the years. Not hard. You got to put I've, two I offensive see, I've, players. I've done this on Twitter probably ten times. The fifth can be whatever you like. It can be another offensive player, another yeah. defensive player. It can be a special teams player, or it could be a coach. Rank them five to one. Then give me your list. Um, uh, we'll go back and forth, you and I, to start, and then we'll get to everybody else's lists. My number five. By the way, this was not. There were only a few other guys that I really considered for the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five was Anthony Averett. Okay. Um, this is when when you heard people talking about we trust Anthony Averett. And by the way, Anthony Averett played well when he played. I last love year. Anthony Averett. He played I well. Love Anthony. Averitt. But you know when you heard Wink Martindale saying like we think he's one of the best corners in football, you're like, all right, Chief. You know. I, yeah. 
Yeah. Let's, let's let's ease up on that. Um, Anthony Everett last night was tremendous. He, he was, was tremendous. He was absolutely tremendous. Now, of course, there's so much is being made about the Ravens' strategy of we are going to send all of the attention to uh, Tyree Kill, and we will see if everybody else can beat us. Yeah. And it worked out for them. And there were opportunities to be exposed, but the truth is the Chiefs, they they have built an offense around two playmakers and their quarterback, of course. They've got Travis Kelsey, they've got Tyree Kill, and early on, it was working. They were happy to go to Mecole Hardman. They were happy to go to Demarcus Robinson, and they, they were taking what the Ravens were willing to give them. But when they needed plays to be made, plays weren't being made because the Ravens were taking away their priorities, and there was either a lack of trust in a couple of situations or the one spot he would have had. Like, Mecole Hardman was open for a touchdown. Yeah. And just never look for the ball. Like, there's just not the same connection between he and Patrick Mahomes that exists between Mahomes and Kelsey and Mahomes and Hill. So all the credit in the world for the Ravens' strategy, and I certainly could have put it's, – it's tough to put a defense coordinator on the list when you allow 35 points, although <laughs> one of those was, a de- I, was not, was not um, the, the defense. One of those was an interception return. It's tough to do that, but it's, it could have been. Wink Martindale could have been on the list. Um, but Anthony Averett's my number five Um really play quite well and makes you feel I yeah comfortable I, I am a uh, certified Anthony Averett obsessor I guess okay. is the word for it I love Anthony Averett I think he's a very 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 good corner I think I agree with Wink Martindale when he says he's one of the best corners in the yeah league. I didn't put him on my list though okay I didn't put him on my list okay um I put Justin Matt BK there Justin Matt was great the, the reason for it at number five is that this is a guy who really stepped up in times where Derek Wolf wasn't playing, obviously Calais Campbell is you know a little bit on the older side of his career right now, and he you know he doesn't have exactly the the talent that he did maybe four years ago. And Justin Matabike is put into this larger role. He needs to step up and make the plays. He stuffed multiple runs in the backfield. Yep. He was around the football all night, and the guy yep. looked like a seasoned player last night. Where last year he really didn't. He was really I, really I, good player. I liked a lot of what I saw from Matabike a year ago. I thought that people were getting carried away about like, like Peter King trying to make him a candidate yeah, for defensive. Yeah, that made no sense. That, that made insane. no sense. Um, uh, Kyle was on here talking about how he thought he was going to be a double digit sack guy. I'm like, what? 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 What is? I don't what think he'll we play doing? enough for that. <laughs> do, but that's, I, it's it's an unfair thing to say. Justin yeah. Matabike can be a very helpful piece. Yeah. That's it's not a reasonable standard to set. Like but he was, making, di- he was around the football last night and great. very disruptive. And he was fired up, and yep. he was he was bringing the juice for the other guys on that side of the ball. Justin Matabuike was great. He was definitely someone I considered for the list. Yeah, uh, my number four is where you find Hollywood Brown, who's okay. been really good to start the season. Um, he was my third offensive player on the list, so this is where like I considered. I, I think I, I'm and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a lot of people. I, I'm not going to talk about the guys. I'm not going to do that. I'll refer to them as they come up. Hollywood Brown's been great. He's been highly productive. Would you have liked for them to have hit on the touchdown to start the game? Of course, that would have been great, but that was more on Lamar than it was on yeah, not, Hollywood. Yeah, not Hollywood's fault. Um, he got free. Lamar just didn't hit him. But outside of that, he's doing what you would like to see from a really good wide receiver in this league. He's yes. been highly productive. He's been quite reliable. He catches the football. Um, he gets behind the defense. Obviously, he was eight yards behind the defense on the <laughs> touchdown last yeah. night. It was certainly a choice from them, and it led to that very cool jump pass from Lamar Jackson where he realized, I have to get rid of this ball. That man is standing by himself downfield, and it worked out quite well. Um, Hollywood Brown's been great since the last six games of last season, and 
you know, does that mean that 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 he wrote he he raised his game because he heard some of the negativity that surrounded him? I don't know. Uh, my friend, uh, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, was like, hey, maybe the bullying worked with, with Hollywood <laughs> Brown. I don't know. As it often does. But he's been a, a really good player going back to those last six games of last year and these first two games of this year. Hollywood Brown's been great. He was number four on my list last night. So I went with Mark Andrews uh, for number okay. four. Reason for that. Reason for that. Mark Andrews has a tendency not to show up in big games. It's just true. He I hear you. He didn't show up Monday night. But here's the reason I picked Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was there for Lamar on a lot of third downs. He was getting open last night, and he was a safety net for Lamar, as he usually is. He showed up last night. I There, there are guys who played better, but Lam, he bailed Lamar Jackson out so many times last night where Lamar had nowhere else to go, but there's Mark Andrews across the middle for a five- or six-yard catch that gets him the first down. He was reliable and consistently open all night, all night. And I, he bailed Lamar out so many times. And okay. I, I think that he really deserves a spot. Not that he did anything crazy. Not that he did anything amazing. He also blocked actually very well. He, he laid that block on the, uh, on the Ravens' final touchdown. Um, he laid the block that got Lamar free around the side to do the flip. So Mark Andrews deserves a lot of credit for just being open all night and consistently there for Lamar Jackson. He was the safety net for him, and I thought it was very impressive. I didn't consider him for my list, but it's not because he was – I didn't think he was terrible. I just thought there were better candidates uh, last night. and It's not Fair that he didn't play well. He played well. I just – you know, a lot of guys played well last night. They did. It was tough for me. Yeah. Um, my number three is where you find Patrick McCary, who was phenomenal. I mean, who was – was. Who was like, as I'm watching the game, I'm like, am, I think Patrick McCary is playing really well. And I'm, like, trying to find people that will back it up. And everyone I talk to is like, yeah. no, no, he was I, th- I think he's won himself a job for the time being. It is an interesting <laughs> conundrum that they find themselves in because With, they were yeah. so committed to Villanueva yeah. as being their right tackle. And which which was which was always insane. Yeah. And it was always <laughs> bat-ass insane that they yeah. were. Villanueva played well last night. He also made a couple of mistakes. He played well last night he certainly played well enough yeah for the ravens last night the question becomes if ronnie stanley returns in a couple of weeks and you're hoping that it's sooner than later if patrick mccary keeps playing like this how could you possibly go back to alejandro villanueva as your right tackle do you how move mccary to left guard and no no i'm not messing with that i'm not yeah. the tackle look i mean i Unless we see, they played both Ben Powers and Ben Cleveland last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Powers struggled. Ben Cleveland looked pretty good. Yeah, Cleveland you know, was fine. But, yeah. but they weren't. They kept going back to Pat. Like they didn't. They didn't put Cleveland in, and then they like they felt that he played so well that you had to right. Put him in it, was, there. it was a rotation. They went back to Ben Powers. Yeah. So let's see if they're panicked about left guard. Then mm-hmm. then we'll see, right? Like we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll see if someone steps up and asserts themselves. If if Ronnie Stanley played next week. I would be inclined to have Patrick McCary be the starting right tackle and for Villanueva to be the swing tackle for this team at that point. That would be my inclination for how you handle things if Ronnie Stanley were to play against Detroit. Um, But if you get through that game, maybe another game, and we still haven't seen Ronnie Stanley return, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, sure, I could see a scenario by which you, you reconsider that a little bit and and then maybe you move McCary to left guard because you don't like what you're seeing there. But right, right now, McCary's the guy for me at right tackle. And I, Agreed. I have no interest and in, no appetite for Alejandro Villanueva returning to that spot. <laughs> Although, again, I, his, his the position that he's played, the one that he has some comfort with, he was not near... He was way worse in Pittsburgh a year ago yeah, than he was last night playing left tackle. He played a serviceable to good 
left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens last night. So I'm glad to hear it. I didn't really watch the O-line that much because when you're at the game, it's a little bit harder to tell who's making the blocks. I mean, it's, but hard. it's hard for everybody who's not, yeah. you know, like it's it's really hard. But um, I thought I saw something from McCary. And I think the, the, the dumb guy way to say it would be you didn't hear McCary's name last night. Exactly. And when you're that's talking true. about an offensive lineman, yeah. that's what you're that's looking really for. That's really good, especially against a guy um, like Chris Jones. Yeah, absolutely. McCary, McCary came to play and did everything that was asked of him and helped the Ravens uh, be able to play their style of football. So McCary's my number three. All right, number three for me, Marquise Brown. Uh, you just talked about him. Yep. Had I would say probably the best game, regular season game, of his Ravens career. He did have that 150-yard game in Miami, but come on, that was Miami, and they were terrible that year where the Ravens blew them out, what, 59-3 to three yeah, or something yeah, crazy the, like that? Party, right? Yeah, so uh, he had 150 yards and, and two touchdowns in that game, I think, but look, that game didn't matter nearly as much. So I, I, I would say, you know, this 100-plus yard performance here and then the touchdown he had where he, again, bailed Lamar Jackson out on where Lamar didn't have great protection and he did all he could and he made a great throw. But Hollywood Brown was open, and again, he was open consistently all all night. I saw something different with Brown last night that I think we've seen in previous years where he really was actually trying to get across the middle and trying to make himself feel bigger than he actually was. There's a lot of Hollywood Brown that likes to just dive on the ground or get out of bounds or go to the sideline as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But last night, he ran a lot of you know curls and slants across the middle, just some easy stuff to give Lamar Jackson a target and someone who could easily get open. Um, They did hit on that deep shot, like you mentioned, but definitely not his fault. That was on Lamar. That is a you know like 70 yard touchdown if that's if that's uh, a good throw by Lamar Jackson Hollywood Brown ran his route perfectly um, to me look I I think that was the best game he's played in his Ravens career and outside of outside of maybe the Tennessee game in 20 uh, in 2020 that I was think about I mean obviously he made the huge play against Cleveland a year ago he did and the game on the line I he also made that, that he also made that play in Arizona uh, in 2019 mm-hmm. I believe that was week two where he caught it over the shoulder and one of Lamar, probably Lamar's best throw ever it was it was unbelievable uh, he was really good there's no he debate was. about it he was really good last night no question about that all right now we reach uh, two and one and I think we're gonna go with the same and look it's the just same a question two here. I don't really have a problem if you do it in reverse order, and I'll, and I'm, let me talk about that okay. here for a second. Before I do, a reminder: um, all of this that you're feeling right now, this the, the juice, the energy that you have, and a lot of people say, "What do I do now?" Right? How do I go to bed? Well, if you want to keep that feeling alive, then I would think that a good place for you to be would be Mother's Peninsula Grill tomorrow night in Arnold. Because Tyus Bowser is going to be there with a special guest. I don't know yet because we had to reschedule the date. Um, just waiting on a reconfirmation from him. But we're going to be there tomorrow night, Tuesday night, the 21st, at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold for the Tyus Bowser Show. 7 o'clock start. You can meet Tyus. You can meet a special guest teammate. Um, we are going to be safe about it because we're not going to be the ones that cause an outbreak. We're not going to do it that way. But you can get pictures. You can get autographs. All of those things will be available tomorrow night for the Tyus Bowser Show. It's all brought to you by Express Exterior Design Press Box and our friends at Great Eights Memorabilia. Of course, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com is where you find out more about what they have going on. Um, you can find out more about the show by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser Show tomorrow night. We'll see you there at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold for what's going to be an awesome night celebrating a massive Ravens victory. That's what we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Now, back to the list. Two is where I find Adafi Owe, and one is Lamar Jackson. Agreed and agreed. And it's okay to me if you flip-flop in this context. It's okay to me in the context of I am normally the one that says, 
it's hard for me to make somebody number one when if they had if the Ravens had lost, you would have had to have considered them for the list otherwise. And Lamar Jackson made one of the worst throws he's ever made last night on the second interception. I mean, it's unthinkable that he threw that ball. It's it's unfathomable to me that any NFL quarterback would throw that ball. You're talking about the one into triple coverage, yes. correct? Yeah, you can that was... never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever make that throw. That was Lamar Jackson pressing and trying to make something happen that wasn't it, it, there. That's all, You can say it, you, there's no excuse. You can never make that throw in the NFL, ever, period. And what's forgotten is the play before that, he missed Hollywood Brown in the flat. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, we're, as we're, an NFL quarterback, you can't do that. Right. I I think he was he clearly was nervous. He was clearly whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, he made he was skittish. We could go into the Raiders and made terrible throws. Mm-hmm. Like these are te- you have to call them out for what they are. They're terrible throws, which to me is a testament of how good he was from that point on. Yeah, he locked in. He locked in. That I would still, despite that, make him number on the li- number one on the list is a statement of how ungodly good he was yeah. from that point on. And this issue that I talk about with Lamar and running where people think he shouldn't run and it seems to have at times gotten into his head that he's not supposed to be running. Mm-hmm. I in a, in a weird way wonder if he needs to screw up, if he needs to do something wrong to remind him, "Oh, hey, if I just go run, I can beat everyone." Right. I don't have to force these things. You don't have to play hero ball. By the way, it was trying to play hero ball that turned the game from Pat Mahomes. We all obsess over the throws that Pat Mahomes can make as he's falling down. And he's buying into his own hype to the point where he yeah. was willing to give the ball to the other team last night in an attempt to make a hero ball play. I think a lot more of, of this stuff, you know, with players trying to make these plays and, and trying to show out because they're nervous and they're pressing and all of that stuff. I think it happens a lot more than you ever would know. Oh, was, um, and I, I have no doubt Lamar Jackson is nervous. Um, you know, yeah, it, they're, they're, it's Sunday Night Football. You're right. on the whether national stage. Whether it's nervous or whether it's just trying to put everything on your shoulders yeah. and, and, I'm and sure do he, whatever I'm, it is. I'm sure he hears what Stephen A. Smith says about him all yeah. week and what these national guys say, and I'm, I'm sure it brings him down. I almost guarantee it does. Uh, go it, go it, be Lamar Jackson. You're right, one of one. Right. I mean, he, one of one. I'm sure there's part of him that knows his greatness and knows who he is but when you also hear guys like Stephen A saying oh he's he's not a real quarterback you know he's he's you you giving the big plug to Stephen A today is well, getting, like are you are you getting all, a kickback he, from it somehow if, if you if you watch his show basically I, I sure it, as hell do not I I don't I don't either but I saw the clips online see people you know um I guess they, they go they get around pretty quick I promise you he is the definition of someone yeah. to eliminate from your life mm-hmm. you're, I should you're talking I should to he bothers me though. It's a carnival barker. Yeah, I, I have no problem discussing things that are said by relevant people. Nothing of what that, he says is factual. And this, Nothing. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate Stephen A. Smith. It, it, in the same way, I don't hate any of these guys. I don't hate Skip Bayless. I don't hate Colin Cow. All of these guys who have figured out that they can get paid money to bastardize media. Yeah. To say we will just say anything for the sake of saying it. That is their right, and they're all getting paid quite handsomely. They are. And that's our fault. It's not their fault. You're mad at them. It's I'm, not I'm their giving fault. him attention right now. I'm Be sorry. Be mad at us. Be mad I at will, you. I, I need to stop for giving him attention. attention to these people. I, Separate. Understand who's saying things that are legitimate opinions, yeah. that are sharing real thoughts, versus the people that are carnival barkers, the people that are just saying anything because they're getting compensated to try to get people mad, because they're getting I compensated do not to get attention. Don't Stephen A. Smith is irrelevant. He's irrelevant. 
by the way, yeah. he, he was once upon a time a journalist. Like he was once upon a time someone that like, <laughs> uh, a real yeah, like actually yeah. you know believed in journalism and all those things. Right. Now he's a carnival barker, and that's fine. You get paid quite well. Real athletes become professional re- wrestlers. You know why? Because you get paid. You get paid yeah. to provide entertainment. Uh, my my buddy AJ France is getting paid now by the WWE after his NFL career to um, to be a professional wrestler. God bless. But you understand that it's not a legitimate athletic competition. And real journalists that go on to careers of doing this that they're not they're no longer real journalists. It's not real what they're doing. We have to be the ones to ignore it. Yeah. Who effing cares? What Stephen A. Smith thinks about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I I, People, I I don't I don't disagree. All I'm saying is that I think there's probably some part of it that goes to Lamar's head a little bit. It, it, it might bother. That, him. That's the wrong. That's much like the vaccine situation. The wrong people being in your ear. Mm-hmm. The yeah, people that should be in your ear. By the way, if the Baltimore Ravens are trying to use your running as a way to not pay you, they're insane too. Yeah. There is no world in which it's good for the Baltimore Ravens or for Lamar Jackson to try to get him to be anything other than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You didn't draft another quarterback. You didn't draft um, Carson Palmer. You drafted Lamar Jackson because this is what he does. Let him be that. Um, all right, so yeah, Dafe Owe is my number two. We already talked about Dafe yep. Owe, and Lamar is my number one. And you you agreed with that? I do. Uh, let's go over some responses from everybody else. Again, at Glenn Clark Radio, if you want to get yours in. Always appreciate when you share a thought with yours. Um, I, I got to imagine we see some John Horrible. I mean, he did. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. I want to yeah. save that. We'll get to that. Uh, from Matt Myers, five Averett, four Villanueva. Uh, could I just name the entire Ooh. offensive line? I'd be fine with that, yeah. but that's not the rules. Three <laughs> McCarry, Lamar, two uh, Adafi Owe, number one. Okay. No, all good with all that. Uh, very similar from uh, Nick, uh, five Averett, four McCarry, three Villanueva, two Lamar, one Owe. I, and again, I have no problem if you put Owe over Lamar simply because there was there was a little bit of bad with Lamar. Uh-huh. Where we don't really have that with Adafi Owe, right? Yeah, like, no, we he, just uh, have Adafi played great all night, and and he made the biggest play that needed to be made. Yeah. when the game was over, the game was over had he not forced that fumble. Uh, Callum five Lamar. I think that's a bit low Interesting. on the list, but again, <laughs> I, I get it. Like you do have to measure the yeah. the interception. Four Averett, three John Harbaugh, two Hollywood Brown, one Adafi Owe. By the way, a couple of the thoughts from Callum: uh, Lamar's resilience to fight back from his early miscues. Averett quietly breaking out uh, these first two games. Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh, CEO level coaching and belief in his team. John Harbaugh is the best. I, I'm, I'm assuming everyone's seen the video where he said, Lamar, Lamar, right. you want to go for it? And he said, hell yeah, coach, let's do it. I mean, let's be honest. John Harbaugh is a an amazing leader um, so, and so, a, a very, very good football coach. I don't, and I, someone his, his, someone in the locker room gets behind. I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound like I'm taking something away from Uh-oh. John Harbaugh. And I want to make it very clear. That's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I just need to make a statement about this. Because I do think that John Harbaugh is deserving of being on this list for having his team prepared, mm-hmm. given everything going on and how disastrous it was six days ago. I think he deserves a great deal of credit. And I absolutely considered putting John Harbaugh on the list. I, I nearly put him on the list. Um, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Okay, and if you Let's can, uh, can you reach out to Jeremy and see if he can move back a little bit? Ah, uh, yes, I do oh, have to be out oh. of here quite. Crank. We'll figure it out early we'll today. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do short. We'll do short. And if awesome. you need to leave, you need to leave. We'll figure it out from awesome. there. Awesome. Um, uh, and I got to send a message to someone. Um, sorry, Brandon Stevens is going to check in with us apparently. Um, and that's cool, and I like that. Anyway, the point is, the only issue I have with praising John Harbaugh for that moment, 
is that I can't believe that there would be any amount of debate. I can't believe there would be even an inkling of consternation about that decision. I can't believe there would be even a thought as to whether or not it was the appropriate thing to do. The problem would be if you punted. The only thing you can do in that situation is go try to pick up the first down. That's the only problem I have with saying, oh, look at the, look at the balls of John Harbaugh. What an unbelievable decision. No, it's the only decision you can make there. To me, that's as simple as anything. I, I don't know how to compare it. That You have to do that right then. You have to go win the football game. You have to. And I hope that we're getting to an era of football where that's understood more and more. It's insane to think, let's put you know, the Patrick Mahomes back out on the field. You've got the opportunity to go win the game. You go make the play. Go make one play and the game's over. Of course you do that. There shouldn't really be that much of a decision make you know, a, a process in that. You should just go do it. And they did, which is awesome. It was awesome and it led to an amazing moment. What a moment it was uh, for some guys. We talked to one earlier who was making his M&T Bank Stadium debut. Well, not technically his debut. He played there with the Browns, Kevin Zeitler, earlier. But his debut as a Raven in M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, this was our next guest debut in M&T Bank Stadium as well. Uh, can't ask for much better. He is Ravens rookie cornerback Brandon Stevens, and he's with us now here on GCR. Brandon, it's Glenn and Zach. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on a massive win last night. It's Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, having me on. Do what can you put into words what your first real experience? I know you had the preseason, but it's not, let's, it ain't the same. Your first real experience at MT Bank Stadium and playing in front of these people in Baltimore and doing what you guys did last night, can you put into words what that first night was like for you? Man, uh, I think the, the word that, you know, describes it all was, you know, it was just surreal, you know. Uh, you know, just, just seeing the fans, you know, they, they were, uh, you know, turns up the whole whole game. You know, uh, you know, and this was a this was obviously a big game for us. Um, but yeah, it was surreal, man, just to be out there. Uh, you know, with the guys and um, you know, just just put on for put on for the city. You you know, you experience this this just heartbreaking loss on Monday night, and you got to travel across the country. You have this short week to prepare for you know only the best team in football that you guys had to face last night. What was it during the week that made you believe? That you guys could go do this last night. Oh yeah, we you know we just relied on our on our uh, preparation. You know, uh, you know we learned from the you know the the Las Vegas game. Uh, we didn't uh, dwell on it. You know, we just uh, you know uh, took took uh, information from that game and you know carried it into this week and uh, just relied on our preparation and. Um, you know, just went out there and trusted one another. Uh, I mean, it worked. It was okay, right? <laughs> like, it worked. Um, when when you're in the moment, Brandon, like, what's going through? When, I know there's frustration, right? Like, you guys, I'm sure, were frustrated about the Travis Kelsey play or the Pringle touchdown or whatever it was. H- how do you not let that overcome you? What what is it? T- does somebody have to say something? Is it just, hey, I'm a pro now. This is the way that it works. Like, what are those moments like? when things aren't going your way, when you're falling behind in order for the not, that to not overwhelm you? Yeah, uh, you know, just, just going into the game, you know, we knew, um, um, you know, they were going to make some big plays. Um, uh, and so, you know, when plays like that happen, you know, when Kelsey uh, got that got that uh, touchdown off of that long uh, catch and throw, um, you know, our, our, our motto for, uh, you know, 
um, you know, for this game was, you know, don't flinch, you know, uh, you know, we knew that they're going to make plays, you know, and so, you know, we just kept telling one another, you know, don't flinch, you know, we, we still, we're still in this, you know, um, and so we just, you know, all we had to do was, was stick together, man, and, and, you know, keep, keep going because we knew it was going to be a dog fight. Yeah, I mean, it proved to be, and you guys came out on top. Ravens win 36-35. Brandon Stevens is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Brandon, you, you're sort of being indoctrinated into the NFL this way with two really like close battles. I'm sure you dreamed of what being an NFL player would be like for a long time, um, although I guess maybe not as long a time as some guys do, knowing your background. Um, what, what was it like for you? How did, how did the reality of the last couple of weeks compare to the dream that you had of what it was going to be like to be an NFL player? Yeah, I would say, you know, it, it's definitely lived up to it, you know, and, and more, man, you know, it's, um, you know, these, these past two weeks, um, you know, have been, you know, two hell of, uh, two hell of a games and, you know, um, you know, and these are the moments that, you know, I've always dreamed of, you know, just being in. And, uh, you know, in prime time, you know, playing in front of millions of people, you know, and um, um, and just, you know, just just playing, you know, how I know how to play and, and, um, and you know, relying on, you know, one another. So it's, it's, it's definitely been, uh, like I said earlier, you know, surreal uh, at the same time, you know, we, we definitely got a job to do. Brandon, in the, in the beginning of the game, you lined up a bit at outside corner. Obviously, when Deshaun Elliott went down, you moved back to safety. Which of those positions are you more comfortable with? What do you like playing? What are the diff- main differences you feel about playing those two positions? Yeah, um, you know, when I got drafted here, you know, um, you know, I made it known that I, um, you know, that uh, I take pride in, you know, being, you know, versatile, you know, whether that's playing corner, nickel, safety. Uh, special so, teams, too, know. by the way. Oh, yeah, special teams. <laughs> yeah. special teams. Um, so, you know, wherever, you know, Coach Wink, uh, you know, Coach uh, Chris, you know, wherever they, you know, want to put me in, uh, put me in that, you know, that's that's what I'll do. Um, they know I'm comfortable <clears throat> with playing all over the place. So, um, so yeah. It, it seems like, by the way, you've had to go up against Darren Waller in week one. Made a huge play, by the way, against Darren Waller. You had to go up against Travis. It seems like like this is – it can only get easier from here, right? <laughs> like, you, it has to be sharpening you going up against these unbelievable matchups in these first couple of weeks in your NFL career. Oh, yeah. You know, these, these past two matchups, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, has prepared me, you know, uh, going forward. Um, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, just in that Vegas week, you know, going against, you know, Waller. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, looking at the tape from uh, last night, you know, there's some things I, that I've got to, you know, correct. But, um, but yeah, man, it, it, you know, it's, it's just stepping stones and uh, learning from what I, you know, did good on the field. It also, you know, uh, things that I need to learn from. So uh, I'm, I'm taking everything, you know, uh, you know, with me, you know, along this long, long road ahead of us. Um, so. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable way to, to test yourself early on in your career. We're talking with Brandon Stevens. Um, Brandon, a couple of things from last night. One, you're a defensive player, right? You're a guy that I'm sure has absolute pride in what you guys could do. But when it's fourth down there at the end of the game, um, are are you happy that the Ravens are deciding, that John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson are deciding, no, we're going to take it upon ourselves, we're going to go try to win this game right now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, we – I think everybody on the sideline, you know, uh, it was a unanimous decision to, you know, go for it. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even grab my helmet as if they weren't going to get the first down. Mm. Uh, uh, so, you know, I had, 
everyone had faith, you know, uh, in the offense uh, with whoever's going to get the ball. Um, but, you know, when, when we saw he got the first down, man, it was everybody's hands went up, you know. Oh, no doubt, man. It was electric. It was absolutely awesome in that moment. Um, did you get to see like Ray Lewis do his dance? I don't know where you were before the game. This your you know your first time being at M and T Bank Stadium and feeling a little bit of that energy. And what was that moment like for you? Man, that was that was crazy. That was something I you know just growing up. I've always wanted to you know see you know up close up close and personal. Um, we were actually on the field you know about to uh, um, on, on kickoff return, and uh, I seen uh, I saw saw Ray Lewis on the Neutron. Uh, and, you know, I, I was, you know, looking like, where is he at? I got to see this with my eyes, you know, <laughs> on the jumbo car. Uh, so, man, I just was, was just watching watching him do his dance. And, man, I, it was it was great to just, just see that, man. That's cool, man. That's cool that for a guy like you, you growing up watching it on TV, now you get to sort of experience it live. There's Ray Lewis. Oh, yeah. And, and making the place go absolutely nuts. Um, and, and the crowd, I know you mentioned at the top and you tweeted about it last night, like that the atmosphere that existed there, what did it do for you guys to, you know, and again, for after, after a tough week, right? Like after what had been a tough week, uh, for everybody to show up the way that they did and be as absolutely insane as it was in that place last night, how much did that do for you guys? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, like I tweeted, you know, last night, you know, we, we saw, um, you know, M&T, you know, the, the whole game, you know, they were, they were loud. Um, you know, it, it really just forced us to, you know, communicate even more. Um, but you know, it just it just gave us that, you know, that juice, you know, that energy to just, you know, just play uh each and every play, you know, as if it's our last, you know. And uh um but more than anything, man, it just it just gave us that juice to just just keep going, you know. So it really doesn't get better than that on you know, with, with how electric they were last night. I mean, it was incredible. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. It's the type of thing that you're looking for uh, as an NFL player. Uh, all right, Brandon Stevens, so that the, I guess that we have to – when you say that there's things that you saw on the tape, is it is it safe to say that tackling is probably one of them? Is it? I'm not trying to be critical. I'm not trying to beat you up. We're all excited about a win. Is it safe to say that's probably something that there's going to be a little bit of time spent on this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we definitely had some, uh, some uh, missed tackles, you know, so um... – you know, just we just gotta you know get back into the lab. You know, uh, as well as me personally, you know, and, and just uh, hone in on what what needs to be honed in on, and uh, you know, uh, you know, move forward to this upcoming game. It's 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 by the way, a lot more fun to be working on those types of things when you're coming off a massive victory, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Way more fun to be working on uh, that uh, that type of thing in those situations. Um, and then Brandon Stevens, before I let you go, just being a Baltimore Raven, um, you know, you could have been in a lot of places, but being a Baltimore Raven, what has it meant to you? I'm sure you got a lot of friends that came into the league in other spots. What has it meant to you um, from that point at which you came here to now, the taste that you already have, what has it meant to you to be a Raven? Man, it's, it's you know, it means everything, man. You know, just, uh, you know, I first came in just listening to, to uh, Cold Cat, you know, um, Anthony you know, Levine, other veterans, yeah, other other vets on the on the team, just talk about what it means to be a Raven, and and you know, finally, you know, just being one, um, you know, it it honestly means the world, man, and uh, um, you know, it's not easy being a Raven, you know, that's something that you know they told us uh, when we first came in here, and so um, you know, uh, it's it's definitely uh, you know you got to take pride in it, you know, and it's a, it's a privilege to be to be one, and so. Um, Man, I'm just uh, thanking God every day that you know he he uh, led me to 
to to be a to be a Raven and be here in Baltimore. Uh, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been an unbelievable thing to experience something like this and to be a part of it. I can only imagine how cool it was. Uh, Brandon Stevens, um, and I, I brought up the special teams thing too, by the way, because that was pretty phenomenal coverage there last night. Like you know, you say you take pride in special teams. Like it was pretty evident. Uh, you seemed jacked right out of the start of that last night to go down and make a play. Oh yeah, man! Right, right out, right out the jump. You know, on uh, on kickoff. You know, uh, you know, just just see ball, hit ball. Right. You know, that was all in my <laughs> all, that was all in my mind. Uh, so you know, just just got the tackle inside the twenty. So I was I was pretty lit after that. I think you get a helmet sticker for that. I think that's the way it normally works. Is that you get man, a helmet yeah, sticker? I, mean, I have to go check that. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we actually do that, but we should start doing <laughs> it for something like that. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Stevens, man, it is so great to catch up with you. Remind Ravens fans they can follow you, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, both usernames are bsteve, B-S-T-E-V-E underscore one. Uh, you know, I appreciate the uh, follow, um, you know, and then uh, appreciate the love, you know, all throughout the season. Dude, it was uh, it was an awesome night, and you've uh, you've lifted. You guys have lifted this city. We are all walking around on clouds this week after that last night. That was incredible. Brandon Stevens, congratulations on a massive victory, man. Thank you for taking a couple minutes for us this morning, and let's talk again down the road. All right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Brandon Stevens, Ravens rookie. Defensive back, appreciate him checking in with us here on GCR. It's all right. Zach Goodman from the Bad Round is hanging out with us this morning, and he's working really hard. He's trying to move. He's putting out fires. He's trying to make the trains run on time. Um, I had him reaching out to, to guys this morning. Like it's he's doing yeoman's work. It, it yeoman's is, work. It, it has been morning. a wild morning and a wild. It was a wild night last night. Every, so. Nobody got any sleep last night, no, no. and we're busting our ass. I think today. I got like a solid five hours. <laughs> it's all that matters. They I don't won. even know if I got that. But they won the well, game. Well, I don't know. They won the, you're, you're running on adrenaline, bro. That's I, the I've got class goes. today until 5 p.m. It's going to be raw. I don't think I'm going to be able to eat until like 6 p.m. Oh, today. Glenn. I feel you. I feel this you. This is bad. That. This is real bad. Anyway. Every, every seat is the best seat at <laughs> M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets and probably a, a bit fewer of them than there were, you know, if you had checked 24 hours ago. So I would get on it immediately. We'll grab a break. Um, no, we'll chat with Jeremy Kahn next. We'll be all right. We're just not going to do as long of a segment as we normally do. But Jeremy Kahn will join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio, a uh, Monday edition of the show, a celebratory Monday edition of the program. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But 
Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirit, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glennclarkradio.com all right back in here on gcr mobile one full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life visit your local jiffy lube service center ask for mobile one we're not uh, I'm not even going to get a chance to talk about a great win for Maryland on Friday night. Um, yeah. We'll find some yeah. time during the week to talk about that. I think that we're going to have a player that was a really on good point. I, it's a game that many Maryland teams would have easily lost. Yeah. It's not. A, it's yeah. a game they needed to win, but it's a game that so many Maryland teams would have lost. How about Towson football? Glenn? Yeah, it was rough. That was. Rough. <laughs> but it was. Uh, I was happy to be there. It was a great atmosphere. I was too. Yes, I was, it was. It fun. did not go. It, it did fun. not go well. Obviously. And uh, the Orioles are back in first place. The Diamondbacks won a game this weekend, so mm. the Orioles are back in first place in the race for the number one pick. Um, All right, that's what matters. Great. That's what matters. <laughs> Where my Orioles shirt today? I don't know why I wore it. It Weird. just it was I, like it was like on top of my drawer, and I was just like, oh, hey this, man, this is a good shirt. To rock, wear today. rocket. I, I'm not I'm not telling you to not root for the Orioles. Well, I I, I don't want them to win games. But anyway, mm, that's a different yeah. conversation for another day. We'll have that a uh, on another show. For not sure. not for today. All right, uh, Ron's in Owings Mills. He's buzzed in this morning, and I always have time for Ron. Good morning, pal. How are you? Hey, Glenn. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How could Zach, I not be uh, good? I mean, nice, nice to meet you too, Zach. Uh, it's my first time chatting with you as well. Yes, yes, um, yes. It's always a pleasure. Um, I want to talk about Lamar, Glenn, at the end of the call. Just um, obviously the two decisions in the game. Um, first of all, John Harbaugh made the right decision. Um, I'm not just saying that because he got it. I mean, you have to. In my opinion, it's, you ha- you can't give him the ball back. It's a step beyond the right decision for me. I think, the, and I'm and I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible. It, this shouldn't be controversial. It shouldn't be something we need to praise John Harbaugh over. That was the Correct. only decision. There, like, it, the insane thing to do would not have been to go for it. The insane thing to do would have been to punt there. It would have been bonkers, bat ass, nuts to mm-hmm. have punted in that situation. They did the I mean, only thing yeah. that he should have done in that spot. I agree. I mean. The only thing, this is the way I look at the fourth down, and we've had this conversation many times, but I know I'm different than most people. Some people just look at the math. And the math, most of the time, with these decisions, most of the time they're going to say go for it. 
the analytics. I look at the math, and I also look at the specific situation. I look at each fourth down decision as its own entity. In that specific situation, you can't give him the ball back, not Patrick Mahomes. The week before, I know we disagreed, Glenn. I disagreed with the decision to go for it on fourth before halftime because you have the best kicker in the league. You're on the road. You're up seven points. You have a chance to go up 10 on the road. I, I To me, that's a different situation. Now, uh, could have gotten it, and it would have been a different story. But that's why I look at each one differently, Glenn. In that specific situation, the way the game was played, you can't, you're not going to get three straight stops against Patrick Mahomes. You have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about the two-point conversion, I watched it again this morning. I'm sorry. Uh, in that type of game, I don't think – and we got a makeup call. There's no doubt, Glenn. Yep. I, I'm aware that the yep. uh, Matthew, Yeah, the whole the whole, the whole yep. gave us a first instead of a second 15. It was a makeup call. But yep. I don't understand that call. Technically, I understand what they're saying. There's an illegal man downfield. But Seidler got completely shoved in the back. Yep. What is he supposed to do? Yep. It's a fact. It's a fact. I, look, it was I, I, and I regret not bringing it up with him when we had him on earlier today. But uh, who cares? They won the football game. It's that's really irrelevant at this point. Yes, I disagree. It was a bad call. And the question, and Ken Zales brought this up last night. Once you're backed up to the seven, did it become a mistake for you to try to go for two? And you know, might mm-hmm. you have regretted it had the Chiefs gotten the ball back? You know, one more chance. They all they would have needed was a, a field goal to win. Instead, if you had gone for it. One, Originally, I like the decision. His argument is once you got backed up at the seven, you should have just taken the extra point, and then mm-hmm. you could have kicked another extra point. You would have been up by three. I, I, I see the argument for that. It prob- In hindsight, it probably was the right thing to do. I just think it's impossible to make that decision in that moment because mm-hmm. you're hard-pressed to imagine that you're going to be stopping the Chiefs again multiple times. I agree. No, I agree. I, I'm not going to second-guess that. I understand the logic that Ken is using. I'm in agreement there. I just, to me... That could have ruined the game, that, that penalty. Yeah, and like, I, yeah. I just don't think you could. Look, in this type of football game against that team, down the stretch of that football game, I understand we won the game, but I'm bringing it up, Glenn, because in that specific moment, I'd be saying the same. I'm saying it at a I hear you. I hear I, you, Ron, but you know what? I don't care. They won. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> Quickly on Lamar and Roman, just really quick. I, yeah. I um, Roman... To me, great second half. I just let you, I saw your tweet about we, we spent so much time thinking about that was a great tweet. Great tweet, Glenn. Great, great tweet. I had uh, you got to give him credit. We stuck with who we are. Didn't understand the drive though in the first half uh, at the twenty four yard line. Yeah, straight pass play. Yeah, I, I, I look a lot of that is circumstantial. I think we obsess over the number being three, right? Like if the first one works, they probably run the ball the next play, right? So I'm not going to obsess mm-hmm. over the fact that it was three straight pass plays. Um, and I. And I said before, like you have to be able to call something else and and have it work. The bigger, the bit we are obsessed with the play call. The real problems there, and again, he more than atoned for it as the game went on. On second down, Lamar utterly misses Hollywood Brown in the flat. Like you can't do that. Like you just he's standing by himself in the flat. Yeah. You, you have to hit him, and then it's a completely different situation. You're not talking about third and fourteen. You're talking about. You know, he he probably had five, six yards in front of him to be able to get. You're mm-hmm. talking about a third and short situation, um, and and then you're not going to end up lobbing the ball up. But then the interception's unforgivable. Like it's unforgivable. Lamar's got to Lamar's got to make a cleaner throw that because, like you said, he had five or like the, the play call wasn't like it was a backwards pass. It was right. It was a, a little bit in stride closer to the line of scrimmage. That should be five it, or six. It yards. really was a run play that they just disguised as a pass because this is yeah. the NFL now. But it was a run play. It just wasn't a 
handoff to the running back. It was a run play where Hollywood Brown was going to be the one to run the ball, um, and Lamar just missed the throw. It was a bad throw, and we can say that. And but mm-hmm. again, he more than made up for it as the game went on. Obviously, agreed. Uh, great win. I'm not ta- uh, look. I praise Harbaugh when he deserves it. I but I agree. With you. It was an obvious decision. Just last yeah. thing. What do you do? You what do you, I don't really think this means big picture anything for the Chiefs at all. I, I, I oh. they didn't need to win that game. No, they didn't need to win the game, and they still had Patrick Mahomes. And when you have Patrick yeah. Mahomes, you're going to be fine. But you know they, I think they're, they they were kind of bored to me at times. I I don't disagree with that. I think Patrick Mahomes. I very much agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I think Patrick Mahomes has fallen in love with Hero Ball a little bit too much. It was unthinkable that he threw that interception when Adafi Owe had him sacked. Like it was just. That's a no, speaking plays you can never make. No NFL quarterback can ever do that. You I, have to be able to just take right. the sack and understand that, that that's not the, the only thing that's coming is going to be worse. And Patrick Mahomes, because he's Patrick Mahomes, sort of believes that he can make magic happen in every circumstance. But it was unthinkable. It was an atrocious play on his part. I, I, I think I that was an excellent point. I, I think at times they looked very you know content with what they were doing and not uh, the chiefs i mean and not really ready to come back out there and wake wake me up when they're yeah they they figured we're gonna win this game and you know this is the ravens and they're not on our level maybe and they they relaxed maybe i agree yeah i mean i just we needed it more um i'm happy they look forward to time i mean oh web by the way we can put to rest and i we kill i kill the ravens a lot with some missed picks Uh, the oa pick when people said he had no sacks in college i uh, they they told us glenn they said don't worry about it don't freak out this guy can play i i i I had not watched i don't watch a lot of penn state football okay i I mean i have other things going on in my life this guy can play and it's not just because he made those two impact plays i even saw in the preseason this guy this guy knows how to play. Nice. So, I so far, so good, man. Yeah, looking yeah. looking, he, he's real looking good. good. All right, Ron. Appreciate right, you, brother. Buddy. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Ron and Owings Mills checks in with us, uh, typically after Ravens games, because I, I like Ron. As crazy as it is, as he is, as much as he drives you guys nuts, I like Ron. And so I, I gave him the number, and I told him he can call whenever he wants, and, and he tries to check in after uh, Ravens games. Uh, hey, don't forget the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show will be back this Thursday, 11.30 a.m., brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. KZ will be here to help you set your lineups. He does it every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio are the best ways to go about checking out the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. And uh, just another quick reminder tonight, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimms are going to catch up with the Spaceman, Bill Lee, one of the most interesting characters in baseball history. That show, again, 6 o'clock tonight, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you miss it, you'll be able to check it out uh, as well. Tomorrow at PressBoxOnline.com or by clicking on the videos tab at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And then Stan and Gary later on this week are going to catch up with uh, Wizards GM Tommy Shepard. Stan shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. He's Jeremy Kahn. He joins us every Monday here on GCR. What's going on, pal? Speaking of C3, because that's the roofing company I work for as well. Ah. I'm up on a roof right now. So. Oh, are you really? Are you really? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, then we'll keep this short. Well, that's got something to do. Um, no, you're fine. It looked like you were making some money over the weekend because there was so much overreaction to week one of the NFL season. Yeah, you know, like I talk about this all the time. It's Week two is my favorite week to bet on of all the weeks just because everybody sees something in week one, and that's what all these teams are supposed to be, and it's, it's not the case. Matchups, being at home, um, you know, home openers I think are huge. The fans are ready for it, and people are underestimating what happened last year with no fans being in the stands. and 
you know, how pumped up they'd be and the difference of how offenses and defenses would react accordingly. So, and it just, I don't know. I'm not trying to like crap on anybody that's in this industry as far as gambling goes, but it's a funny thing to me, all these people that are getting hired uh, to talk about this stuff. And they're not, I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to go to, you know, we're talking about roofing. I wouldn't want somebody just getting on my roof to know what the hell they're doing and then tell me what I should be doing, you know, to get it fixed. Right. You know, when it comes to gambling, might, like, might you use the term, the I don't want to goof on my roof? Yeah, see, yeah, there you go. You might use that goof term. on the roof. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, like, I, I saw a couple of posts from people that are in the industry that I just now noticed are in the industry that have never been in this industry uh, talking about gambling, and they're giving out picks. And I saw one person tweet out saying, I did all the research. What research did you do? <laughs> like, because like, literally the picks that were being, being given out were the most heavily bet sides that the public bets. So, why would you pay somebody for picks right. or pay somebody for information if they're telling you to make the same damn plays you've been making your entire time? Correct. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And this week was the perfect example of it. So what was your what was your biggest one this weekend? What was the one that you were most proud of? So the one I was most proud of was probably Minnesota, um, even though they missed the, the field goal at the end, which kind of broke my back. But uh, in doing my research – you know, all the all the money was coming in on Arizona, which I understand. They looked great last week against Tennessee, but the one thing that Minnesota can do that uh, that Tennessee couldn't is protect their quarterback. Their offensive line is far superior to Tennessee, and they have a much better defense. So, although it didn't show because Kyler Murray still had a great game, but the point being is the other thing that I found out: Kirk Cousins has the highest quarterback rating in the league against man defense, hmm. and. Arizona runs more man defense than every team in the league except for one. And, oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins comes out and throws three touchdowns in the first half. Arizona changes up how they're playing them defensively. So, i.e., there's a bunch of stuff that happened um, to kind of help out and, and get that one there. My lock of the week, however, was Carolina, which I said they were going to win outright. Yeah. Um, and that was just kind of an easy one to see that I was surprised at how many people just jumped all over New Orleans because of what happened last week. And then, you honestly looked at it, New Orleans against Green Bay, Green Bay's offensive line is decimated. That's something that Detroit's not going to be able to handle or do anything about tonight either. But, you know, New Orleans has good pass rushers, have a solid defense, and they got after Aaron Rodgers and we saw what happened. And now you face a Carolina team on the road, in which, by the way, this turns out to be the second road game for New Orleans because they played their home game right, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville so, yeah. yeah, to me, all these things matter where a lot of people just kind of brush it off. No, and I'm not telling you it makes me you know, some a genius because I'm well, far I'll from say that. It. You're, 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 you're a genius and you're very handsome. You're both. Efficient for compliments there. Yeah, right. um, but no, I mean, the point of it is, is that like, I, I don't know. I like, I respect this industry and everything that goes along with it. And there's so many new faces out here now, uh, daily fantasy sites that are doing gambling, uh, companies that are being created left and right. Cause there's so much money in the industry. Uh, and you just see so much misinformation out there and people following the wrong people. Well, I would be checking picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com because that's where Jeremy Kahn's picks are, and I would be using those if I were you. I think that's a well, safer play. And, and yesterday, just to let it, you know, I went 6-1. and one. The only game I got wrong was the Chargers. Um, I called the Ravens outright win. Maybe that's the one I should be most proud of. Yeah, right, of, because that one was pretty good. That was pretty I, good. I felt good about it. I felt good about them in home openers, especially in primetime games. They're 15-2, and two, so... Um, how do you not like them there? And, and, again, I'm not a big trend guy, but from watching it here locally and seeing Harbaugh, how they are after bye weeks, how they are at home games, you know, I loved them in that spot. And when it started off with a pick six, I'm going, yeah, maybe I, I relied on some stuff too much. But then, you know, they showed 
what they were about by coming back and getting the win. Uh, it was uh, very impressive. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Jeremy Kahn is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. I, I always, you know, obviously today's a celebratory day. That's a remarkable win. That's, that's an outstanding performance. It's all of those things. The question that I didn't bother with today, because I, I think it's more of a question for tomorrow and you typically allow people to just revel and be celebratory. And I'll, I'll lead into it with you is what does it really mean? So you've done this. It, it was incredible. You finally beat the chiefs. You finally get over that hump. Um, you do it in this most inexplicable way after you look, you know, porous on Monday night against the Raiders um, what does it really mean moving forward? Who are the Ravens now that they've defeated the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I mean, I, I think they, they're they still who we thought they were. Uh, if I can go Denny Green on you for a second. You let them um, off the hook. You want to crown them, crown them. Yeah, you want to crown their ass, crown them. I was there. I was there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like with, with the Ravens here in specific, just think about what this does for, uh, I guess, fans and even the players alike with the the mental approach to it. Because you lose this game, you're 0 2 now, and um, now you got to you, you like games become must wins that shouldn't be must wins. You know what? I, like it, this early in the season, the pressure kind of uh, creates itself, and it's like I, I said it this morning. So all the little things, everybody, Lamar can't throw. Okay, he leads the league in touchdown passes from the pocket. Um, okay, Lamar's not a great thrower outside the hashes. This and that. And then you see him make plays outside the hashes, which that is an area he needs to prove in. He can't win a playoff game. I told you he's a running quarterback. Running quarterbacks don't succeed. He wins a playoff game. Now, he, oh, he can't beat the Chiefs. He's 0-3. There, there's no way he's going to beat the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes just better than him. Now he beats the Chiefs. Now they need to write a new narrative of what he can and can't do. And this is, like, it's just getting those proverbial monkeys off your back and people to stop talking about it. And the next narrative, of course, is he's 1-3 in the playoffs. Can he take the team to the Super Bowl? And we'll see. I mean, I don't know. This year they've had a ton of bad luck already. Hopefully some good luck comes their way. But they could very easily be two and zero right now, and they could very easily be zero and two. And I don't, I still think it's the same team, regardless of what their record was. But for whatever reason, you feel a hell of a lot better being one and one today than zero and two against the Chiefs. Yep. Um, and you get the Lions and the Broncos might be three and zero when they come to town. And I'm not going to call them paper champs or anything like that. I think they're a solid team, but they're not on the Ravens level, in my opinion. So um, I, I think you have an excellent shot of going three and one. And now you have that tiebreaker over the Chiefs, too, if you guys should finish with the same record. Um, yeah. I, look, I'm still, I'm still apprehensive about, you know, good defense. You, you know, the Broncos game concerns me. Right? That's a really good defense um, mm-hmm. against, you know, we'll see where the Ravens' offensive line is at that point. We'll see where Ronnie Stanley is if he's come back. Obviously, they were, they were really good last night. And, you know, it's, it's unbelievable after what we saw a week ago. It, it, it truly was unfathomable. So, like, that'll leave me nervous when they play really good defenses that the offensive line can still be exposed. But, man, I you know, it, it takes nothing away from that. And it really takes nothing away from truly how remarkable it is. It, it really is to me, Jeremy, as remarkable as everybody's making it out to be. Like, we, we obsess over there's 14 players on IR. Well, some of those guys were guys that were never going to be, you know, we're not going to lose our minds over the fact that Justice Hill is on IR, right? Like, he wasn't going to make the difference for you. And I think I think we've seen a bit of a drop-off at running back, production, efficiency, and all that. Yeah, but but I, Tyson Williams is playing pretty well. Yeah, we'll talk We'll talk more about that in a second. Okay, um, fair enough. Like, but I, I, to me, the, it really it really is remarkable that, that they figured out a way to win. And I do think it's a testament to this is how good Lamar Jackson is. Like, this is how good this dude is. That yeah. when things aren't going your way and he can figure out ways to win games, that you can only be so bad when Lamar Jackson is your quarterback. 
But, you know, like, I, I've always been driven nuts by the narratives, and I, I don't hide it. Everybody knows I'm a Peyton Manning guy, and right. the, the narrative that was built against him, can't win the big game, can't do this. Um, you know, and then the talk was that he'll, you know, that he, because he can't win a big game, they're never going to win in the postseason. And then, you know, he wins two Super Bowls, goes to four. Um, even though the second Super Bowl he won, you know, that was he had two good drives that entire game, and the defense was outrageously good. Uh, but the, the point, the reason I bring him up is that he never threw the prettiest football. Like, he he was your prototypical pocket passer. He could get the ball from point A to point B as good or better than everyone in the history of the league. But, you know, it, it always had a little tail to it. And towards the end there, it looked like he was punting the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so when people start to criticize Lamar for, you know, the way he throws the ball, he threw one and it goes way over somebody's head or it bounces in there. And those are little things that he has to work on. But make no mistake about it. The guy's a quarterback. You know, he's... Like the, the talk about him just being a running back and he can't throw, it's nonsense. He's thrown a, a bunch of great passes. He overthrew Hollywood Brown on the deep ball. Um, he misread and got confused by the defensive coverage and threw into what ended up being triple coverage for an interception. So those are mistakes that all quarterbacks make. Yep. Um, you know, and, and it happens from time to time, and it's learning from it. They're always trying to disguise things and, and make you, uh, you know, try to make decisions on the fly. You literally have fractions of a second to decide if you're going to throw the football and that's even before your receiver gets open four times a knot and comes out of his break. So I, I, I think the kid's incredibly talented, and he works his ass off in the offseason. I just hate hearing all the criticism over and over and over again. And it was a one-on-one team, and he's got four turnovers on the year, two fumbles in the first game and two interceptions in this one. Um, and he's just going to get better. So I'm not concerned. At JeremyCon1057 on Twitter is how you follow him. Did you ever uh, sober up from Thursday? Did you stay the entire time, by the way, on Thursday? And, and so celebrate? you haven't heard the story of what happened? No, so. I, I don't know. So my, my wife, the night before, she worked, and she works overnight. And uh, so she got home around, I don't know, like 8, 8.30, probably gets in bed around 9. So she slept like three and a half, four hours and got up. And she went, you know, she was hanging out with the boys. We were doing our thing all day long. Uh, we went down to City Limits, which has kind of become like my home bar whenever we're going to do anything. We had a couple drinks there, going into the stadium, got some minis in the car, you know. And it's like, okay, time to do a shot. So we'll do a shot going into the stadium. My wife tied one on pretty hard. So Oof. I think I did the, the really nice thing that um, you would want your husband to do if you had a husband. And if it's me, Glenn, let me know. Yeah, correct. Um, but, uh, I'm interested but, you know, if, if we want to talk about it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it could be a huge power couple. Yeah, right. Oh, um, my God. But... <laughs> But, uh, no, she, she, she tied one on too hard. We've all been there. We've done it and didn't intentionally do it. Didn't, you know, didn't realize how much you drank without mm-hmm. having any food in your system. So she started, like, fading at the, at the game. So mm. in the seventh inning, her head was down, and she passed out a little bit. Oh. Uh, the, the usher looks up and says, uh, is she okay? And I said, yeah, she's fine. She just, you know, had a couple drinks, and, uh, you know, she didn't sleep much. So ten minutes later, she's like – Head still down. Oh. She comes over and asks, like, are you okay? And my wife's like, yeah, I'm fine. And that's when I told my wife. I said, hey, look, it's time to go. Oh. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to ruin your night. And I'm like, we're past that. So, Because oh. I wasn't going to make my wife sit outside. We didn't know yeah, when the, the rain right, was start. Right. It's raining. Uh, oh, by the way, the game ends up going to extra innings. But we had left probably around the top or bottom of the eighth. We were walking out, and I was listening to it. And then I heard him in the car when it got tied. Um, and then there was the thought process of dropping her off, driving back. Yeah, for the concert. And I just said, right? you know what? Uh, I think it's time we call it a night. So I missed the entire concert oh. for one of my favorite bands oh, on my I'm birthday. Oh, I'm so sorry, to which dude. My wife's been apologizing for about four days straight now, but 
It is what it is, man. Uh, I mean, I get it. Like, this is certainly a, a, in, in, in your 40s, you were prepared to handle these things far better than you would at the age of 22, where it would yeah. have been. Um, I know this feeling. Uh, uh, in, recent, in fact, our friend uh, Paul Valley got married recently. It wasn't nearly as bad, but at one point during the night, I looked at my wife and I said, we have to go. Like, we have to. It's time. We have to go. Because yeah. I knew what we were about to turn to the portion of the evening that I didn't want to have happen in front of other people. I just that didn't. Pumpkin, yeah. yeah, I just, there's a time during the evening where it's time to go. This also happened once uh, 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 John Angelos kindly invited me to their, their big opening day party they throw every year and invited my wife to come. I said, great. We'll come and and she, you know I think this was like right after we had a kid and so she hadn't been drinking in a while and I looked at her at one point and I said well time for us to leave we're gonna wander over to you know insert whatever uh, the, the real bar that we should have been at all along because that's the type of people that we are we really should never have been at this party to begin with these people are are much better than we are we should be with the riffraff that's where we're supposed to be and we're going to check out now and go back to our people with the riffraff because nothing good is going to occur if we continue to stay at this party after you yeah. consume this much alcohol so I've been there. And, and again, it, you know, my wife being apologetic, and I'm sure the, the same situation, depending on how important the thing you're at. Like, yep. She, she didn't mean to do what I, like, she kept apologizing. Like, look, it's not a big deal. There'd it, be it plenty happens. of other concerts yep. that the Avid brothers play at Camden Yard. Oh, right? yeah. On and your no. birthday. It'll happen yeah. all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, but man. yeah, it's, it's funny now. Uh, oh, God, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Dude. Time. I'm so sorry. Big Bad Morning Show this week. What's coming up? Yeah, so all week long, uh, I've definitely have been giving out my picks every day. I'll post later on PressBoxOnline.com. Um, you know, we always have Mike Elias on at the end of the week, but it's football season, so that's been the primary focus. We had Monday morning quarterback with Mike Preston today. I'm just, you know, talking Ravens, talking Orioles, and college football, there's just so much going on. Hell, the NBA and NHL will be starting, uh, what is it, in a month or so, month and a half. Uh, uh, preseason NHL games start this weekend, by the way. I just See, found so there you go. I'm more out. focused. I'm the NBA guy. I know. The NHL I know. All right, buddy. I uh, appreciate <laughs> right, you. Man. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, man. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, checking in with us. Um, uh, quickly, a reminder that we're going to be at Mother's Peninsula Grill tomorrow night in Arnold for the Tyus Bowser Show. You're going to want to join us there. Tyus and a special guest. You can meet him, get your pictures and autographs starting at 7 o'clock. Mother's Peninsula Grill, Peninsula Grill in Arnold. You're going to want to be there. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Most everybody who sent in their uh, pats on the ass, Zach, had the same names that we already went over. Uh-huh. Except you just brought up a name that came up on someone's list, and I apologize. I can't remember whose list it was. I had so many Tyson. people. Uh, it was from Matt Torper. Matt Torper sent me okay. his list. Five, Averett, four, OA, three, Hollywood, two, Tyson Williams. One Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, I mean Ty, uh, Tyson Williams. Like uh, the the fumble is kind of a problem, but it's I mean a he, he, huge he, problem. He, he was reaching for the goal line, so I'll give him, a, I guess, a tiny bit of a pass. But if Duvernay wasn't there, nope. that could have been very bad. There is no pass. I will say this: there, there was an analyst who said that he was watching some film from last night and said that he looked at Tyson Williams after that play and was protecting the ball exceptionally well I, and he's throughout the rest to. of the game. By the way, so, I, I do think it's it's a noteworthy that they didn't go away from him after. Yeah, because here's what I'm confused about though. Sorry to cut you off, but Devontae Freeman rips like a 40 yard run, and he gets like four snaps for the rest of the game. I mean, that's a I fair, don't know. It's a fair question. Yeah, I, I, look, I am the Tyson Williams thing. He's looked good at times. There's no doubt. He's looked good. He averaged nearly six yards per carry last night. He has looked good. Yes, but the bad. The utterly whiffing on the block at the end of the game on Monday night <laughs> yeah. that nearly cost them, um, or that did, frankly, that that was the last time they saw the ball. 
Um, the mesh point issue on Monday night, the fumble out of bounds on Monday night, the fumble last night that really could have proved to be utterly disastrous. Well, that would have—I think that would have been the game. I, cannot, I really think that. I cannot tell you that right now. I'm certain that the good is outweighing the bad with Tyson Williams. There's been a lot of bad, and we want to ignore it because we like Tyson Williams, yeah, right? Yeah, I really, I really do. We see the good things. We we want to believe in him. We want to think it's a talented young player who's on the come. We picked him up in our fantasy football leagues. I get it. I get why it is that we only want to think about that stuff with Tyson Williams. We don't want to have the conversation about the others. But the others, it's a lot. There's a lot there. Now, he's a young player that wasn't supposed to be in this position, and so that was to be expected that there would be these problems. But how long you continue to allow that to occur? My leash would have been shorter than John Harbaugh's was, right? Like, give John Harbaugh and Greg Roman credit. After the fumble last night, I don't know that I would have gone back to Tyson Williams uh, significantly because yeah, that's it is there's a totality issue that exists there. But they did, and you know, he performed well, but certainly would not have been able to make my list. That is a an unthinkable, you know, could have ruined the game type of fumble that that mm-hmm. negates. You've got to be. It's like I said, you've got to play Lamar Jackson well the rest of the game in order to be worthy of praise after a mistake like that. Like that's an ungodly mistake. Agreed. All right, um, we come back in. We're going to get a tidbit. We're going to get two bit to wrap up the show. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443 443- 840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back to school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 four months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirits, 
Spirit Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. This is GlennParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. All right, winding down for a Monday edition of the program, celebratory Monday edition of the show. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you right. today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Zach Goodman from the Bataround has been in for Kyle today. What you got for tidbit? All right, so saw this last night. But since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, 13 players have passed for 200 yards and rushed for 100 yards in a single game. Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, they both did it twice. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, they've only done it twice. Cam Newton has done it three times. Lamar Jackson has done it five times in the past three seasons. Remarkable. There's your tidbit. Remar- it is. Is there no, there no I have, Actually, I'm going to throw in a second tidbit. Okay. PFF just reported that the Ravens O-line allowed zero pressures last night. So, two little things right there. Uh, any trivia? I do have trivia for okay. you. Um, so, last year, the Ravens set their all-time rushing record. Um, they ran for over 400 yards in a single game. Yep. Do you know when and how many yards was the, the, the record that they broke with that game? For a single game? For a single game. So most rushing yards in a single I mean, the, game. The, 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 like the first guess that you want to have would be the Jamal Lewis single game record game against the Browns. That and would be you, the, the assumption. And you were correct. Okay. Two, two, right, yeah, I mean, two, 2003, they ran yeah, for 350 makes, yards. So yeah, but Like 209, what, 296 of them were from Jamal Lewis? That, Is that, it's, I think it was it's, a good, it's a good amount of yards. But anyway, and yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I was just reading up because last night the Ravens, they were under 200 for a good amount of the game. And they finally got over, and, and especially in that fourth quarter, they, they got over quite a bit. Helps when your quarterback um, runs for over 100 of them. Yeah, yeah. Goes but Lamar Jackson's sensational. and yeah, uh, It was awesome. Yeah. No doubt about it. Fun game, fun game. All right, Tidbit also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is available now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, including the chicken schnitzel, as well as the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Prussian Pretzel Rolls, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, Mm. and the Apple Cobbler. Yeah, I need to get over there immediately. I need to get over there right now. Yep, these uh, (laughs) meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in on the patio or in the uh, dining room, or you can order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. Tubular, brought to you today by Window Nation. Fifth, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to make sure I get this right. Back to school special, two free windows for every two you buy. Wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to find out more. Here's what's coming up. Totally tubular. The Orioles are in Philly. Start a series against the Phillies, 7 o'clock on Masson. John Means on the mound against... Ranger Suarez. 
I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Ranger Suarez is not a bad pitcher. Not go. a bad pitcher. There you go. Uh, if you happen to live in the Dallas or New York markets, you can watch it on MLB Network tonight because MLB Network has Rangers Ooh, Yankees at 7 for everybody else. Masson 2, Nationals Marlins at 640. MLB Network has Astros Angels at 10. Of course, Monday Night Football tonight is Lions Packers at 815. Going to need DeAndre Swift to go ahead and play tonight. That would be very helpful mm. for me. That would be very, very I'm going to need good. Devontae Adams to have a big, big, big day. Yeah, by the way, even if DeAndre Swift plays, I need him to score at least 20. I I need 20 combined from A.J. Dillon and Devontae Adams to win, to win tonight. I feel like you have I think a, it might yeah, happen. I think you have a real chance there. Uh, the regular broadcast for that game on ESPN, the Manning Brothers broadcast on ESPN 2 at 815. Uh, Maryland Soccer plays High Point at 7 o'clock. It's on Big Ten Network Plus, the USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8 as well. Non-sports-wise, what do I need to know? All right, there's a lot debuting tonight, actually. I okay. guess it's it's kind of that fall season, summer's Pick over. Pick out the stuff that matters the most. All right, gotcha. Um, I don't know if anyone's like a, a, a voice fan, but season 21, it's back. The the uh, season premiere of The Voice I'm, is back. I'm not, but people are. Okay, a lot of people are, I'm, I'm sure. But Dancing with the Stars, same thing. Season 30, episode 1, it is back. Not for me. Um, hey, you get to see some NFL, you know, NFL players in there. I believe and, The Miz from WWE is part of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, interesting. Season, I, I don't know who that is, but interesting. Mike Mizanin, <laughs> very popular man. All right, uh, another season of 911, season 5, episode 1, coming back tonight. Um, NCIS, another episode. Uh, that's season 19 of that show. Uh, people, Somehow it's still sure, on. People enjoy these things. There's, a, like I said, a lot going on tonight. There's a brand new show called The Big Leap on Fox at 9 p.m. Uh, they brand are, new. They're this giving is, that. A, they're giving is, it a big push. I don't they know are. what it is. And, but they're it, giving it, a big it is push. brand new on Fox at 9 p.m. Um, NCIS Hawaii, apparently ah, a brand new series. This is brand that. new. Yeah. It is on tonight. Um, it's debuting season one, episode one. So enjoy that. Um, Jimmy Kimmel Live. We got Seth MacFarlane. He's always pretty entertaining. Um, some other things got going on. Obviously, Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 on ABC. Um, there's one more I think I'm missing here. If I can find it, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, The Neighborhood on CBS if at you say so. 8 p.m. Season 4. That's actually a pretty good show. If you say so, I'll choose to believe you. None of these things are for me, but they are, I'm sure, for someone. I'm oh, one more. I got another one. They've yes. been pushing this one hard, too. NBC's been pushing Ordinary Joe. 10 p.m. tonight. Ordinary, what is ordinary? It's game? a uh, it's a premiere of a new series. So oh, but like they've the, been pushing it really hard. Oh, okay, All right. I, I I'm not familiar with the ordinary Joe. I didn't get a chance. To talk I'm not about, familiar with it either. But I'm I didn't get a chance to talk about the series finale of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I finally got to watch mm. over the weekend. I did not. And see it was that. really wonderful. It was That's really good. wonderful. It's a shame that they kind of blew off the last season just to kind of get it over with in the summer, but. Um, I, I, it, it was a wonderful finale. A wonderful finale to Brooklyn Nine Nine, which it. was a really great show. Very cool. All right, uh, Zach Goodman, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thanks today to Brandon Stevens. Thanks to Kevin Zeitler. Thanks to Jeremy Kahn. And thanks to Lionel Dalton. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Urchise. Not bad, tab at glennclarkradio.com. No idea what's happening tomorrow. Kyle's back tomorrow. We'll figure it all mm-hmm. out tomorrow. We'll, we'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow, Warren. That's the way that will work. All right, uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Maryland Five Star, Underdog Fantasy Football, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle, despite him not being here, at Kay Ottenheimer's how you follow him. Zach, people can follow you. At OriosFan68, still the same thing. You can follow me there and uh, see Mediocre Sports Dicks. It's, it's, it's who you are. And, of course, every Saturday morning, uh, you and Paul with the yes, bat around. Yes, the bat around. Same locations, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash radio. Great to have you today. Thank you for your hard work. I know there was a lot going on. Thanks to uh, all of you guys. We will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great Monday night. Oh, follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday night. 
Go Birds. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.